are so incredible on camera. Now we're recording. <laughs> okay. So we're back on Bell and Angelique with DC Titans Nor TV podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I always said DC Titans podcast. I mean, it is. But it anyway. is. <laughs> well, I mean, as long as the merger is going the way it is and they're not putting out any other projects, um, that's kind of what we all we have yeah, to talk about in DC land. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, man. You can't make this shit up. No, you can't. <laughs> all right. So we have <laughs> so much to talk about. Yes. Um, definitely feeling very vindicated. Yes, because we were right the entire time ever since, like, episode one. We've been just right the entire time on the show. Yeah, so. <laughs> Here you go. Like yeah. you said. Alrighty, so. <laughs> and this show has been accused of having some kind of will they or won't they slow burn kind of situation which, as we asserted, it does not have, actually. Uh, it has a love story, that, love story that started in the first season, and there was never any uncertainty at all. Yeah, so I, I feel like in the sense of them getting together, that was sort of the slow burn. It was yeah. like, but it was like, it wasn't a traditional slow burn where it's like, no. when, when are they finally going to do something? They did something in the first season, so it was yeah. more like them coming back together kind of slow burn and it also Um, wasn't a traditional slow burn in the sense that like they were slowly over time developing feelings yeah pretty hard and fast on this show and it's like they didn't they weren't saying it out loud but their actions were saying it um Mm -hmm. the fact they were both literally putting their entire lives at halt to just live together yeah no one does that just by the way (laughs) No one does that. That's they literally a... were like, okay, you know, I've like Dick had a job, first off. He had a job. Okay. Um, Corey had a job. Like, Corey was supposed to be queen of this dog on planet. Corey's a princess. All right. Dick was a cop. All right. And these two decided, all right, it's one thing to put their put their lives on hold to, you know, help out this kid who's in danger or something. It's another yeah. to say, we are completely abandoning whatever it is we were doing before and we have a new life now as a family exactly (laughs) that's just it's just not something people do that's not typical behavior it's not even Um, typical of the genre or of these characters yeah it's not even a typical of friends like nothing none of it so it's just like (laughs) i feel like it was always obvious (laughs) yeah like, the fact that his reaction to her stealing his car and his ward, the one that he's worried about a cult kidnapping, the one that people have tried to kidnap out from under him, that one, the fact that she does that and his reaction is, oh, you, let's just get together and we'll just do this together. Yeah. <laughs> like, so it was like, obviously, he was immediately infatuated with her. Yes. And then when he got to know her, he developed feelings because Corey is awesome and yeah. i feel like that like if people were genuine when they said oh my god Corey's, we love her mother da, da, da. like if they were se- being serious about that they wouldn't find it so fucking confusing that yeah. um he's doing all of these things because he has feelings for her and that Corey's 
so forgiven of him and all of this because she has feelings for him. Like, I don't know why it's such a big question mark for people. Because people, like you said, they say that they love these characters so much, but if it's so hard to understand their actions, that means it must be hard for you to understand someone just loving them. I don't don't think they buy that he loves Corey. They never have. No. (laughs) Um, And I don't think they ever will. No, because none of his actions make sense unless you believe that he loves Corey. Um, That's like the only way like his behavior is not completely erratic. Like the only way you can look at his behavior and see something like consistent, something predictable, something that has some kind of internal logic that makes sense is if you believe he loves her. And it's the same the other way around. Like, Cora's behavior, like, doesn't make sense unless she loves him. Yeah. Like, we know she cares a lot about her planet. She cares about her people. She loves her sister. Uh, she loved her shitty parents. Like, she, you know, is a person who cares about, like, responsibilities and duties. She's not a footloose and frenzy-free kind of person, like, at all. So the only way that she would let herself be diverted from something like that is as very, very powerful feeling. And it's not a feeling of like, like, or lust or somebody being entertaining. Yeah. Oh, man. So I mean, if, and there's also the thing, I'm I'm just gonna say it again, I feel like when it's any other female character who is not black, and they so much as make eye contact, with dick people automatically believe Mm -hmm. that oh he has feelings for them oh he'd want this he'd want that he's in love with them it's been five years since he touched on and there are people who believe that he got uh some kind of feelings there it's been way less time since you know he and Corey were hopping on the good foot and doing the bad thing and somehow they just can't believe that he that his heart held on the only reason to actually think um, and act like you don't get how he could have feelings for Corey still after they stopped sleeping together or whatever, is if you don't think Corey brings anything to the table other than that, other mm-hmm. than sex, which is racist. Yes. Which is what everyone is on their high horse claiming they aren't. Exactly. And accusing others of being. But then when they, when they discuss this relationship, all I see is misogynoir. Because what's hard to believe about him having harboring feelings for her when she's so great? Right. And when she brings so much to his life, like she's helping him take care of these children. She's helping him lead this team. She's helped him keep himself alive. Um, She's patched him up when he went out and got himself shot and beat up and whatever else happened. Like she's provided emotional support as he's dealing with his issues with his family. She's doing all of these things. It shouldn't be so mysterious. Like, what he, what, why she matters so much to him. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't even know. And if anything, what's mysterious is what he saw in Dawn, because she don't do none of that. She the wasn't fact, emotionally supportive. That, like, she, none of that. My God, the fact that Dawn even comes up in conversation is, is just very telling. Yeah. Because... There's nothing on this entire series other than her whiteness that y'all are overvaluing, clearly, yeah. that would make you think she's this important. Nothing supports that. Not yeah. a single one of their scenes together 
supports that shit. No. And even and when they were in the alternate universe married, right. he didn't kiss her goodbye. He didn't tell her he loved her. He didn't uh, take her by the hands, look in her eyes and say, don't worry, baby, I'm coming back to you. I mean, that. that whole thing ended with Hank showing up and with Don pointing out, of course, it's Corey. Yeah. So even there, it's just like, eh. at the end of the day, he, he got to Gotham. And when Corey showed up, he was not trying to leave. No. That's pretty much, he, he wasn't really that interested in going home anymore. She tried no. to convince him and that flopped. Yeah, and like there was no point in Trigon even maintaining that illusion any further because it had such little pull on him. Yeah. Corey to me in that felt like she was his subconscious that he put her there. Yeah. And and then when Trigon realized, oh, instead of using Dawn, who was the last person he was intimate with, I'll just use Corey. I'll kill her and see if that gets him to join the dark side. And it did. Not him killing Dick's kid, his son, his little son, or his pregnant wife, but Corey. Yes. So, I mean, there's, even in that, where they're together and in love and married, it still didn't do, it's still not supporting what you guys no. are claiming. So and what he wasn't is it acting about... in love with her. Like, like he, he found it so easy to leave Dawn. And if you compare, especially direct comparison in this episode, when Corey was like, uh, you know, please don't leave me. Like, did he leave her at all? No. No, they don't ever leave each other, really. No. <laughs> like, like, even though he had somewhere to go, he knew it was yeah. going to be dangerous, she would be of absolutely no help. If anything, be a liability. He could not leave her. Right, so. So, so we know, even if push came to shove, and there's some reason maybe he ought to leave Corey somewhere, it's not happening. It's just not, like, it's not a thing he can do. They only believe it is because they don't really buy he loves her. So, exactly. I mean, and then I guess we could just talk about this before we actually like go into the episodes themselves. Mm-hmm. This fandom's very weird thing where <laughs> they're so like, I can't, they're so like <laughs> obsessed like? with bads. I, I like, oh my God, that. They're, they were so triggered by her, right? Even though literally nothing happened, right? Right. So tri- They didn't even get on a date. No. They were so triggered by her that they decided he needed to be punished for dating her. And so their way, they were like, they don't care about Mari. She isn't earned. Um, if this season starts off with Dick and Corey together, that's rushed. <laughs> we don't want that. And so they came up with this whole idea. Oh, she should she should date Sebastian and be um he'll like mind controller and da 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 and then they'll be having sex and Dick will be jealous and all this shit, right? Uh-huh. And then when they saw Sebastian and he looked gross, they were like, uh, never mind. Uh-huh. Um and now, you know. Suddenly, Dick deserves Corey again for some reason. I don't know what he did mm. all of a sudden to deserve her again, right? Um, <laughs> but now we're back to them saying, this is too slow. Dick should have kissed Carol. They should have had sex in this episode. It's like, oh, what happened? And then also, way to ignore the characters because the characters in-universe discussed how they felt about having sex in such a state of confusion. 
And as you can see, they were both clutching their pearls. They were concerned. They were not comfortable with that. They were not comfortable doing that to each other. Not comfortable with not knowing what happened or why or whatever. Like, we know how the characters would feel about having sex under the influence of mind control. They don't they care about us. Corey's comfort. They care about making gift sets of sex. Yes. Um, so they don't care how Corey would have felt if she was mind controlled into a whole relationship with Sebastian. No. Um, how she would have felt when she came back to herself. They don't care. Trauma? No. Black women don't go through trauma. What do you mean? Right. We don't feel trauma. We're impenetrable. We're, we're, we're boulders, right? Exactly. They don't care. They don't care how she would have felt if Diff kissed her when she literally lost her fucking memory. They don't care. No. This is about the aesthetic. It is. And this um, is why people hate me because I clocked them. Yes. I fucking knew it. But thanks for the confirmation. Exactly. That this wasn't even fucking about whether they think Dick deserves Corey or not. It was no. about them wanting to get hot sex scenes and they felt like DK was probably not going to happen or whatever. They were still so pressed about that. that they're yeah. like, we could get some hot scenes with another white man. Yeah. That's it. That's another all this is. That's it. Yes. <laughs> Interchangeable. Clock. They don't care. <laughs> like... <laughs> like that's why they don't pay that much attention to yeah. what's actually going on with Dick emotionally or anything like that. Because they don't really care about anything except him a making a decent shit. aesthetic. They don't care. They like, don't care about him. They don't care about her. I mean, you know, post with the most likes in the episode pointing out their height, height difference. Woo! Aesthetic. Whatever. Not it's like that doesn't like really bother me. Thing. You know what I mean? I mean it's, it doesn't always, bother me, but it's yeah. just it's clearly just of all the things that happened that and you look at how many likes things are getting, how much how much how much people are discussing, clearly what get, what's gotten the most attention here was something purely aesthetic. Well they wanted I mean I saw people saying they wanted to use pet names and look like if this episode was different then fine but when it was when we understood the story was coming from them like her literally not having her memories I don't right. see why he would, he would be calling Carol pet names no that would be weird because Carol is not it. his girlfriend Carol's not his partner um, he, he was concerned and I don't know I would never leave you I feel like it's so much more romantic than yes. him kissing her when she won't she's not even herself What what is that Exactly. I know you guys want a gift set of them kissing, okay? And like, Again. so does everybody. Like, <laughs> Wait, just say I, that. I do also think Jesus. they're pretty together, and like looking at them being pretty around each other, doing things together. However, um, I'm not so pressed with that. That when there are so many other things going on, that's just the only thing that manages to hold my attention here. I mean, I'm sorry, but these are the same people who said he doesn't deserve her and it would be rushed. So I don't really get why they're now crying all over the internet about how, oh, this is so slow. I'm so mad. We want any more by now. <laughs> what? Are you sure? Because over hiatus. They were I saying mean, they did not want any more. The fucking North remembers, okay? I don't, yes. I don't know, I don't know what, what we're doing here, but I don't have amnesia. I guess they do, but I do not. Yeah. <laughs> I got a lot of shit from for that for saying for arguing against Corey and Sebastian being together. I got told I'm 
yeah. ridiculous for saying that would be sexual assault. What the fuck else is it? She literally has no kind of agency or control over her body or her mind. Well, what we know we don't care about that, that because this episode wait, she was brainwashed wait, wait, wait. and people were like, well, why did he not use that opportunity yeah. to put his penis God, on her? What's wrong someone, with them? Why won't someone just sexually assault her? <laughs> I don't get it. Such a big fan though. Mother, fuck <laughs> off. Well, sorry for y'all's mothers if that's how you feel. Jesus, what? Um. <laughs> so yeah, I just had to get, get my shots off because people be lying out here. Yeah, they do. They really and, be like, lying. And one thing about this show, one thing this show is going to do is it's going to be very clear that we've got clear consent in whatever of these situations. And any time where there could be some kind of compromised consent, it winds up not happening. Yep. Um, like, just like, uh, just like, you know, when Hank went on his bender, he wasn't able to, he wasn't able to pull, pull that off. Right. Like crazy Hank couldn't do it. Like this, like there are setups where things could happen. Because and characters the only are under time, the influence or something yeah. like that in Denver. The only time that it happened was with Jason and Rose. Mm-hmm. And look how upset he reacted to that. Yes. So it's just like the show gets that's not okay. Mm-hmm. But y'all don't. And y'all specifically want this thing to happen to the black woman because you would like how it looks. Yes. But Greg Walker is the racist. Right. Got it. And of course, it'd be quicker and more convenient to assault her than to actually create a situation where they wind up having sex consensually. So that's why they're fine with that. God forbid they do that instead. No, let's let's. (laughs) It's like they want it to be toxic and it's not. And it's like. I think I started noticing that when I would see like weird ass head cannons and like fix and stuff where he's like swearing at her and yelling at her. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, this would never happen. Right. He would never like <laughs> he thinks Corey is like the greatest thing since sliced bread. He does. He loves and her so like, much. It's like they're projecting her being like sexualized and her being dismissed mm-hmm. and all the shit on her and I'm like what is that right because he clearly just like does why not do that? feel that way it's, it's get therapy I don't fucking know I don't know how you <laughs> you hate this man so much but you want to see him have sex with a character you love that doesn't make any sense if he really no. is a piece of shit and doesn't deserve it I don't even know why you guys want them together no, y'all should be irritated. Y'all should be like, can she have somebody that like isn't the worst? Like, do they like him? I don't think so. I have no evidence that they like this dude at all. I well, don't they don't they believe like that he loves her. So, you know, of course they're not satisfied in terms of love interest because he doesn't love her, according to them. But he loves Dawn. Right. Apparently. He loves uh, bad, so he was Dawn. Maybe he loves Jinx. <laughs> oh, let's not even... <laughs> well they had sex so obviously he really cared about her Gosh, it seems please. the only person that uh, he's had sex with that he uh, does not love according to the standard is Corey yeah. for some reason like she'd have to do a lot more I don't know what's different about her and these other women yeah, I, don't I don't know, know what the difference is some, something we're missing here there has to be like some obvious difference between her and the others I can't put my finger on it though so I guess we'll just never know, right? Right. <laughs> it's 
it's it's frustrating it is. um especially because like you know when when bell and i met like how we met each other was in the vampire diaries fandom and we are survivors of a show with some <laughs> very very toxic stuff <sighs> some male like female sexual politics that are problematic oh. the concept of consent who is she where is she what are you talking about <laughs> The main relationship in that show started under complete brainwash. <laughs> like <laughs> we have we have seen that before. And it was annoying then and we didn't like it. Um, and to have a show that does not have that problem, that has writers that understand what that yes means yes and no means no, and I don't know what you're talking about means pump your brakes until I do. It's nice. We like that. I don't know why these people don't like that. I I think people like, look, I'm not a therapist or nothing. You know, I'm not a psychologist. I'm just saying, it seems to me there's some kind of weird interest in seeing Black women suffer. And I yes. think that's why y'all keep adding it into your fix and shit. I think you have a, you want to see that. And well, you should take that up. Because uh, someone I follow on Twitter who mainly talks about issues with like, uh, you know, pornography in the sex industry and that kind of a thing. She pointed out a statistic that somebody watched like a bunch of this uh, stuff and like noted different things they saw. And ones that featured black women were much more likely to feature like more extreme types of violence than other women compared to uh, like other pornography. So it seems to be a thing that there's specifically a market for sexual violence against black women. Um, and like, ew, don't be in that market. What's wrong with y'all? And it makes sense that they, at the same time they want to see them together, they're also projecting this toxic, nasty personality on him because to them, that's just the only way a man would treat a black woman. What do you mean? Yes. And that's just how it is. Yeah, like, y'all need fine religion, a therapist. I don't fucking know, but I'm actually y'all need to find some respect for black quite women. frankly over the bullshit. I'm, yes. I'm over it. Um, yeah. I was trying to be remember, remember some months ago I recorded this episode and I was like, you know, I want to apologize and I feel bad for you guys. I don't feel bad anymore because it's come. I've come to the freaking conclusion. <laughs> That y'all are just racist. Yeah, they are. And now I don't care anymore. Go no. fuck yourselves. <laughs> um, so if you're ready, we can we'll just uh, yeah. <laughs> about the episode, I'm just over it. Like this is stupid. No, it is stupid. It's and what they dumb. need to find uh, is respect for black women. That's what they really need to find. Like they're not about to ruin my food, my meal. Okay, like literally, so many people got blocked. I was like, nope, 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 nope. I'm just not. Y'all aren't gonna ruin the the last four episodes of the entire series. That's what we're Absolutely. not gonna do. Absolutely, y'all are not. I'm having do. a good time. I'm gonna keep having a good time. Y'all can be mad that Corey didn't get raped over in your corner. I don't care. <laughs> I saw Have a fun. couple of posts on my timeline that, that irritated me, and I, I closed the tab and was like, out. Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm gonna just go rewatch all my favorite scenes instead. Yeah. Y'all can go to hell. How about that? Yeah. Y'all can argue with your mama. I'm yes. like, not arguing with y'all. No, 
I'm over it. I'm done. Like, yeah. y'all are insane. They're rushed, <laughs> but they're too slow. No, it can't be both at once, okay? No. Like, sort, sort this shit out. It's not adding up. And I think specifically what they have a problem with <laughs> is the fact that Dick's actions and inaction are based off of his perception of what she wants. Like, it's because he is wanting to respect her. He's not wanting to cross her boundaries. He's not wanting to do something she doesn't want. He's not wanting to make her uncomfortable or put her in a position she doesn't want to be. And I think the idea of a man having that level of concern for her feelings and her personhood and that level of respect for her to the point that he's willing to inconvenience himself and not get things that he wants makes them feel resentful. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I do feel that sense of resentment that he won't just yell at her. He's not demanding things at her. He's never made any kind of lewd comments on her outfits. That was another thing they wanted for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, or complaints or demands she cover up because she's yeah. making him feel lustful feelings and that's getting on his nerves because she ain't putting out. Yeah, so I mean, it does feel resentful. And look, if men are treating you like that in your real life, fuck those men. Um, Figuratively, because literally normal. you should never touch them. No, yeah, they, they don't deserve you. That's not how you should be treated. Um, no. And don't project that kind of bullshit onto female characters, especially yeah. dark skinned black women, female characters. We don't need more of this. Yes. We don't. Exactly. We really don't need more of that. This okay? idea that we exist primarily to be, you know, treated however kind of way some man want to treat us because we should be grateful somebody would be interested in such a lowly creature as ourselves. No, thank you. Right. Um, so, yeah. It's, yeah, that's that sucks. Um, that people are clearly upset uh, with the idea that, uh, yeah, he obviously is sexually interested in her. And yet, <laughs> uh, he is uh, still not pushing her boundaries until and unless he is sure <laughs> that such attentions will be, re- will be welcome that he is going to contain himself. And like, <clears throat> the thing about that too, um, Black Lois again, she, Black Lois laying on Tumblr once again, and Twitter. Um, yes. She just pointed out that Corey felt violated um, just by knowing someone changed her clothes, right? Yes. So it's just like him knowing this, then her losing her memories like what, an hour or so later, and mm-hmm. he decides to kiss her just because she's touching him and he has the feels would be super fucked up. Yes. Why would he do that? Do y'all not understand who he is as a person? Like he's he's yes. not like that. I don't really get what's wrong with him. No. And he's what not show so anyone watching that like he would be willing to upset her like that just to like get a to, to get a slice. Like, just anything will do under any kind of circumstances. Like, I don't know how to explain this, but he loves her. Mm -hmm. I don't, like, how else can we say it? Like, why would he do that to her? That doesn't make any sense. And also, just in general, he drinks his respect lemon juice. Because he could have used the opportunity when he was going to see Wintergreen to be ogling these women in his room. But what was he doing? Maintaining eye contact, okay? Hell, he was maintaining eye contact. At the damn burlesque show. He was too. faced away from the stage at the burlesque yeah. place. <laughs> like, 
he had a perfectly good excuse to go watch a strip show. Did he know? And again, like we said in um, season one with the motel lady, which strangely enough, people are still talking about her. Like they <laughs> consider her one of his girl headaches. Um. Anyway, <laughs> I, I cannot. Um. Anyway, he could have taken, he could have been really rude to her. Yeah. Right? He could absolutely hurt her feelings. He could have. He could have been like, no offense, but you're old or whatever. Like, yeah. He could have been nasty. And he's just and we've never seen things like that before in, in yeah. like different genre shows where some, like, that's a common setup for a joke in a lot of kinds of shows that, like, an older woman uh, who's, you know, maybe a little lonely, maybe a little thirsty, like, makes a pass and gets her feelings hurt. Right. Um, <sighs> the fact that he was so, like, respectful towards her and he just politely turned her down and didn't try to, like, make her feel bad or make her feel stupid for trying. Like, you know, that shows a certain kind of, like, uh, kindness in him that isn't purely dependent on him being interested in you. Exactly. Um, Yeah. And I I think, like, Corey trusts him Mm -hmm. to have not even done that. Like, it would never even occur to her that he'd do something like that. No. She'd be um, shocked to hear it. Like we saw that in the scene where like they are like in the pajamas and like did something happen. Like they're both like, you, you wouldn't, yeah. would you? And they're like, no, uh, I wouldn't. And it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like they're, uh, like they're shocked and bewildered at the very concept. Um, Cause yeah, respect for each other. It's a thing. Um, Honestly, like, even more disappointing than the show ending is it not have having a better fandom. Yes. But I feel like eventually, like in the future, we can rewatch it without any fandom input and yeah. just be happy. Because it's just yeah. like, I felt like a lot of that negativity, as much as I wanted to not let it seep in, it yes. did anyway because it's just like every like no one it's so cute. it's so ridiculous um it's like you the, can't make them happy you put them together no you don't put them together no like there's nothing you can do right. bombshell no no bombshell baby, no like no nothing no baby, you can do no. and it's like my god just go away like I saw Why people complaining watching? about them not talking about the baby this episode. And it's like, where would that even fit? Like, they didn't have time. No. I don't know. They, I guess they wanted them to have the Mario discussion right away. But I don't really see why they would do it. Like, Corey gave him, like, a definite, let's not do this then. Yeah. Thing. So it would have to be him to give her a reason for them to even want to have that discussion. Because as far as she could tell until, you know, obviously the end of Froy after she listened to the freaking recording, mm-hmm. he just didn't tell her about Mari because he don't have those type of feelings. What's left to discuss, right? Right. So why would she have asked, why would they have that discussion again in, in 407? Right. For what? What are they? Right. Let's talk about the baby we're not having because you're not interested. <laughs> right. What What is there to say? Yeah. He said, I don't know. And she was like, all right, fine. Forget it. <laughs> Bringing it up again for what? Like, well, what? I don't get it. Well, narratively, why would she be the one? What's, what is there to talk about? Right. And we <laughs> know that Corey, was, I, think, I think we can reasonably intuit that 
Corey is misunderstanding why he didn't want to talk about it. Yeah, like what can what can we freaking discuss more until he's ready to admit that's something yes. he wants? Yes. Like it ha- like and he wouldn't be doing that the very next episode. That's really no. anticlimactic. No. Exactly. And Corey isn't interested in getting her feelings hurt, y'all. <laughs> okay? Like Corey is not trying to like after that conversation be like so let's get in there on this topic so you can do whatever the heck you're doing there that I'm not a fan of and they seem to forget that from Corey's point of view he like broke up with her and left because whatever he needed to find he couldn't find it with her that was literally a line in there in that scene where they where he left to go find Donna um, and then in 201, she was just like, I'm not going to go with you. I'm just going to, you know, stay here. In Corey's mind, he pulled back. Yeah. So then she pulled back. And that's just the end of it. Yeah. What's left to say until he's like, until he says something to her about how he was wrong about that. And it's not what he meant. Yes. Why should she put her neck out for this? Of course, she's going to go on and date Justin or whatever. Why right. would she not? What is she supposed is she- to do here? Right, she's trying to live her life. Um, And we know that they both um, mutually don't quite understand one another's feelings. Like, they obviously know that they, you know, they are comrades, that they're close friends, that they like each other and enjoy each other's company. But up until this episode, they did not know that they are still in love with each other. And again, I don't think anyone would be asking for a storyline with a woman pining after a man if it wasn't a black woman. Like, y'all would be so freaking offended by that. Yes. With anyone else. But because they feel like she's not worthy of him. Like, they won't they won't say that. They claim it's the other way around. But clearly not. When right. you're advocating for all this abuse towards her from him. Right. And advocate for her to get her feelings hurt. Because... Right. If he hasn't indicated that he is in love with her and the, and her attempt to have a conversation with him about this vision uh, Im- involved him like, uh, well, he shut down, but she might have felt shut down there. Yeah. You know, like what? Uh, she did that. She she brought it up. Yeah. And his response was not favorable. Yeah, he didn't say anything. So it's just like, no. okay, let's not discuss this again. The end. Right. I think it's a fair assumption on her part that the reason he didn't say anything is because he didn't have anything that wouldn't hurt her feelings to say. Yeah. So, like, let's not put him in an awkward situation and make him hurt my feelings. Um, we oh. know that the reason he didn't say anything wasn't because he didn't have anything to say. It's that he had so much to say and not a lot of time, and he hadn't figured out how to get that into words. We know that. She don't know that. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just saying if you stop projecting all kind of weird shit on them, the relationship makes sense. It does. Um, But yeah, I feel like we've... Well, if you stop projecting weird stuff, and also if you understand that they are making a conscious effort to respect one another's boundaries here so if what they're getting from the other person is can you not then they're going to be like okay let me not but that's the problem because when you have the genres with all the pornographic sex scenes or whatnot there aren't boundaries like you don't respect boundaries that's how you get all that 
mm-hmm. porno adjacent sex scene as opposed to a love scene, right? Yeah. And they don't want love scenes. They want the the toxic yes. porno scenes. Mm-hmm. And that comes with the people in it being toxic. Like, imagine we were take every scene where our where the characters in the Vampire Diaries got intimate with each other and we were to put them on a chart. Was there clear consent on both sides or not? <laughs> what do you think that chart would look like? Terrible. It would be terrible. <laughs> like, how do you how do you think West Allen's sex goes? Is it love scenes or is it pornographic, abusive, choke you, pull your hair? Right. Oh, crap. No, probably not. <laughs> Probably no one's getting slammed against walls and shit, no. I bet. And, like, the reason that was happening right. on True Blood is because that was the emotionally abusive stuff that was happening there coming mm-hmm. out through their physicality in these scenes. Yeah. Like, they were literally taking out anger on each other. That's why they were acting like that. They were mad. Yeah. You you tend to try not to hurt people you love when y'all are intimate. So that's the problem. Yeah, they're not accepting. <laughs> this is a love story. Yes, and this is a very classic so. love story. Like, I think it's interesting how this show um, sort of plays with some of the visuals of classic Americana and has the old music and that kind of a thing. Because in a lot of ways, this is a very kind of, in some ways, it's very modern, and in other ways, it's very traditional. Um, and one of the ways the show is like very traditional is that like Dick Grayson is a very traditional kind of hero figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's very like, you know, he's respectful to women. He is, you know, uh, he cares about children. He's like, like Clark he's, without he's powers. A good guy. Yeah, <laughs> he's like Clark without powers. He's a big Boy Scout, you know? Dick Grayson's very much so like a Boy Scout here. And, you know, and Corey is very much a lady. <laughs> Um, literally a princess yeah she's literally a princess um so because that's their like vibe and dynamic like of course it's going to be a situation where he would never want to do anything that would make her feel some kind of way because he has so much respect for her like he venerates her you know like you know it's difficult to um imagine in any other like knight and princess kind of story the knight getting pushy with his princess right right like could you see wesley doing that with buttercup no but and it's like (laughs) all their scenes are so soft yes so you have to be like forcing yourself to not really pay attention in order to still not only want these things but be mad yeah, to expect them as well. They're so soft. Yeah, like all these like soft smiles and like soft touches and like they lean into each other and they gaze in each other's eyes. It's like very soft. The fact he was toting Carol around when that literally w- didn't make sense. Like it would have been safer for her to be home in that house, right? Yes. But because she didn't want to be alone because he was going to leave her there. Yeah. He was like, was you know, like, he was like, I got to go. And she's like, please don't leave me. And he's like, okay i will literally never leave you then you can just come with me like it's just soft it's so soft like he melted in 0.2 seconds pala butter just gone it's always like that 
because he absolutely could have been like no you need to stay here i'm gonna go do this thing she's got 50s housewife brainwashing she would have done whatever he told her to do okay he had just like yelled at her (laughs) and when she was like i don't understand he's like i'm sorry (laughs) i fucked up this is on me like just immediate he's like oh let me i should stop (laughs) yeah Right, she <laughs> because she was because normally she matches his intensity because exactly. spicy, but because right now she's you know she she ain't herself and he was making her nervous. The very yeah. idea that he was making her nervous with all of his everything he got going on, he was like, "Well, I've got to take this down like ten notches right <laughs> like now, five thousand notches." <laughs> and he didn't raise his voice ever again that episode, <laughs> even when she was like, "Brother Bud, be with you" and all kind of shit. He's just like. You just stay here, honey. You stay in this car. All right, bye. (laughs) Don't get out the car. Okay, I'll be back. Yeah. (laughs) So cute. Like, it's so cute. Like, let them be cute. What is is the problem? They They can find those, like, violent, intense crap. In every other show, like yeah. literally, look it's very typical so many to, places to urban fantasy, to yeah. dark romance. You're, you're just not gonna find genre. it on Titans or The Flash. Like they're yeah. they're soft ships, but you can find it like a million other places. Like Absolutely. it's not even like. So I don't really understand the urge to have this be the same as everything else. Right. Um. And I mean, it's one. We of don't even get that... this. We don't even often get this in no. fiction so can we have this like what is your <laughs> problem like can we have this this one time this one can we have the soft love once is that okay right holy shit and not just My have God. soft love but have soft love that is central to the story right like because every here and again like you will have like some like uh you know uh some black women that do have love interests that care but they are so unimportant to these stories they're, they're just kind so of over in the corner being unproblematic somewhere right they're side characters so yeah whatever i yeah i'm done like <laughs> i am very happy and there's nothing yeah. that i can do to make me not happy if they want to continue to make being unhappy their personalities go for it yeah. internet clout has never meant that much to me where i'm willing no. to just be a hater for mm-hmm. views and likes no, and I'm also not willing to pretend to like something for views and likes. No, well, like, I hate something. I'm just not doing it. No, I'm not yeah. pretending to like or hate it. If yeah. the if the entire fandom for something is like three people big because it's a rare pair and that's just what happened and that's just what happened. I just have a rare pair and that's oh, what I'm doing over there. It is what it is because at one point Bayman was very much rare because they weren't even getting scenes for like five years. Yeah, and we were still <laughs> we were still in those trenches with the with the. <laughs> Ten other of us before we multiplied, and we're like, "Hey, <laughs> did you see they looked at each other in this episode?" Like, I mean, I, I remember. I remember. Okay, they did not get scenes. No. We did like two scenes a season, and we were like, yeah. "But did you see how their eyebrow twitched?" Like, we were just like, yeah. <laughs> freaking reaching." <laughs> I was a dare fan in the in the OG Gossip Girl. Okay. Yeah, so it, like, girl. it took seasons for Dan to have anything to say about Blair besides well sometimes she's not that bad when she's when she's not being too annoying in there like, like I have never I can given, live that way okay never given a shit about the popular opinion no. popular people can kiss my ass and I've been feeling this way since I was in grade school yeah. as a little wee little child 
I was just like, y'all can all kiss my ass. I've been rebel since I was born. Like, it's not a joke. <laughs> we ain't new to this. We true I've, to this, I've girl. I've never given a shit. So I just <laughs> want people to know that's not going to change. No. And I think that there are people in this fandom who sincerely are just pretending to like them because this is the dominant ship. <laughs> and this is just Look. where there are people. If you if you know you know, <laughs> we're, we're <laughs> not that I'm getting specific. I would never do such a thing on our podcast and invite such drama. But I'm just saying, I get the vibe that there are individuals that if this was not the if this was not where you get the most clicks and the most views and where most of the fandom was, they would never claim to shift them. That's the thing I believe about some people. I'm not gonna say. Um, you want to talk about that? <laughs> so, I mean, I yeah. feel like I've shaken enough tables with the, enough groups of people that I can just let them have that. I'm not gonna say who it is. Okay, oh, yeah. I was not going to either. Yeah. I'll shake that table. I'll leave one table unturned. Okay, yes. I'll leave that. <laughs> I will actually pull myself back for once in my life and not piss someone off. You know, I take great pleasure in pissing people I will not do it this one time I'll, I'll leave it alone. and just for the record <laughs> I am not speaking just on a specific person I actually think it's a wider problem that there are a number of people who are here just because this is where other people are and yeah. that's why oh, you have sure. all of this like dislike sort of playing out in people they claim they claim to like it's because they know they have to talk about these people because that's where they get clicks and views they don't like these people Mm-hmm. There's definitely a whole wider group, but there's one in person in particular I'm thinking of. I'm just not going to say who that is. But yes, there's quite a lot of people who are definitely lying about liking them and little, clearly know nothing about either of the characters either. So, oh, yeah. Um, because can really definitely, if these two were like a side ship and there was like a main ship on this show, you know, there's a lot of people who would not still be over here just because they like these characters and they like this relationship. So yeah, let's let's yeah. <laughs> let's actually talk about this. Yes. <laughs> the episode. That was a long side quest, but <laughs> it was yeah. not a side quest. It wasn't, you're right. It's it's relevant to yeah. the overall problem. Um yes. but yeah. Four oh seven. A doozy. It was, a, yeah, yeah. it was wild like 407 was so wild and in such a good way I really enjoyed it and also another thing I like that this show does is it sprinkles in our disabled characters yeah. I like that um, I like that that's a kind of consistent ongoing thing like we've had several characters with significant roles that had like you know noticeable disabilities that were relevant in some kind of way to the story uh, like you know we had um, Jericho who was mute and then we had obviously, you know, Babs who, you know, had the had the one leg situation. And now we've got this um, one leg situation. <laughs> Just say who was in a wheelchair. <laughs> there was no reason to wear it that way. Go, go on. <laughs> I was I doing the best I could, and that was the first words that came to mind. <laughs> Jesus. I didn't mean that in a offensive way. I know it was just so, it was just so funny. I mean, shoot, she, she did have a one leg situation before, but it's just not not the way I would expect you to say it. it was just it, it took me back. It was funny. Go on, though. So, <laughs> and then now we've got this like father daughter pair that are deaf. Yeah. Um. 
And yeah, I, I I like that that's a thing this show like didn't just do one time, but like consistently does that we get characters that are significant that have disabilities and in some cases that they wind up having some kind of uh, benefit for them and in some cases they don't. Um, and I think that's a I think that's a really cool choice because yeah, and this kind of genre okay. because there's so much action, oftentimes they feel like, well, disabled people will get in the way or something, and that's the excuse they give why even canonically disabled characters often are not in this genre. Yeah, so like I like when, that the show they, consistently um, features characters with disabilities. Like in, in Hunger Games, Peter was supposed to lose a leg and he just didn't because they didn't feel like, I guess, dealing with that in the story. Mm-hmm. But I also really like that the deaf characters, they're them not being able to hear is what saved their life. And it's like yes. the same with Joey. Joey knowing sign language is what helped Dick figure out he was inside of that yes. side. So it's just like, not only do they just, they have the dis- disabled characters and they're important, their disability is used as a strength. Yes, I like that. So I like that. I think so that's I like really that. cool. Uh, yeah. Oh. I like it. <laughs> yeah, it's really a... Uh, there's some little things that this show does like that like that they don't just do like one time like oh we did this thing give us the points that they kind of consistently do and I like that that's a thing with this show that they don't go okay yeah we have one like okay we've not we checked it off okay fine like leave us alone don't ever expect to see another one you know yeah like like for for, for example like for I want to say yeah, first three seasons, people said over and over. And I, I know they were just saying it because they were like, oh, this is one more way we can be negative. They didn't really mean it. But they were mm-hmm. like, oh, there's no gay rep on the show. It's homophobic. So they brought in mm-hmm. Bernard. And Bernard is just not like a random one-off character. Like here, he's him and Tim are together and you rarely see them. He's like yeah. a vocal character in the season. Yeah, like, like he's, he's a recurring very character. Yeah. Um, and his romance with Tim is a major part of Tim's plot. Like yes. it's in the show. It's not a checklist. Right. It's not off screen. Thing. It's not like right. okay. It's not like uh, that a uh, blonde twin that was a uh, gay on um uh on TVD who you may never see him have no man. And there was no time for that. Oh, it's all off screen because we've got other things happening in the plot. Like his, his boyfriend's yeah. on the show. <laughs> He's a character. Like he has a place in the plot. Um, he matters. Um, and he has a place in this world that matters as well. Like he's not mm-hmm. just kind of like some person who exists purely to be a love interest for Tim. Right. Um, so yeah. Um, I like it personally. I like it. I thought they were so cute. Um, I I really enjoyed them this episode. Like I was kind of like. I didn't dislike them before. I just wasn't sure what I thought about them before. But this episode, officially on board, I really like them. I like their relationship. And I like the way it was woven into the show. I mean, I was more indifferent towards it. But I feel like I, I get it now. Um, I think they're yeah. cute. But also, um, apparently they cleared up Tim's age. He's supposed to be college age. So now that's yeah. no longer a yeah. complaint that needs to be stated they cleared it up so yeah um 
Yeah. And people complained about it like it was a stated thing that we had some kind of age problem when really it was just ambiguous. Yeah, they never told us Tim's age. But then I thought about it and I'm like, I think in season one, Jason was like 17 or whatever. He's probably like 20, 21 by now. Tim's Mm -hmm. roughly a couple years younger than him. That's how it is in the comics. Yeah. So they're they're close in age, those Tim and Jason. Always have been, so. Yeah. Yeah, there's literally, it just, people made up that there was a problem because, well, my opinion, people made up that there was a problem even though there was never anything like to substantiate it because they just shipped him with someone else. Yeah. Um, like a lot of it was like Timcom people. Um, and there was never anything Bernard could do that would be good enough for them to not be upset because they just don't ship him with Bernard. Um, so they already had like, like a negative like whatever on him and just it was a thing they could latch onto to explain why they're giving so much hate to this canonical gay, uh, gay character who is canonically Tim's love interest. So they just yeah. had to figure out something. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. I, I guess they also had to because they got rid of one talking point of the show being homophobic, they had to replace it with something else. So the, oh, they yeah. have child rape or whatever, whatever right. you call it, pedophilia, I don't know, whatever the fuck. Right. Inappropriate age dating, they had to replace that because that's just how yes. this fandom is. They can't just like things. be happy. Yeah. <laughs> like it's illegal or some shit. Like, I, I don't know why people are watching well, the show for so long if you're so unhappy it's really annoying but and I don't, I don't want to harp on that again like that. <laughs> I've never seen anything like that before it just seems to be just the vibe of this particular fandom that yeah. like everyone it's just like oh yeah this is my trash baby show like this is my crappy thing I like this is my guilty pleasure this is this terrible offensive thing that I watch yeah it's like, it's okay. like they, they all have some kind of code where it's like don't don't gush too much that's not allowed. No. You better have the caveat. You better have the but. Right? Right. It's not very well written and the pacing is terrible, but, you know. Um, and yeah, um, I like this show and I like how they handle some of these things that are often problematic and how they handle. Like, I like how they handled the situation with Tim Bernard where, like, you know, if you want mixed feelings about this, my personal opinion, I like that it wasn't a plot line about them being gay. Yes. Oh, my God. That gets old. <laughs> yeah. That gets really old. Um, I'm glad it's just a non-issue. Like, yeah. Like, like they're I'm just gay and no one cares. Just... No one's commenting on it. It's just, they're, no. they're, so what? Good. Right. <laughs> they're, they're just people that, they're just people that, that are, they're, they're like each other. Exactly. They're, and they're having the kind of problems that people that, that any kind of people have with relationships. Um, like, oh, I'm really busy with work. I've got a lot going on in my life. Like, uh, work-life balance. Like, that's, that's it. You know? I feel I'm the same of, way about... I'm kind like, of an intuitive person. I'm a really sciencey person. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same thing about... And honestly, that's what irks me about a lot of gay peers. It's not that they're gay. It's that they act like they're not even human. Like, their storyline has to be about that about them right. being gay and it's like why it's just like when you have characters 
who are interracial dating, they have to make their storyline about, I'm from this culture and you're from this culture. And we don't, it's so annoying. It's so <laughs> like, annoying. Why did they really never is. have any complaints about Iris's hair wrapping? Yeah. I mean, that was the thing, right? They were like, oh, why didn't, why wasn't there a scene where she took Barry to cook out and then he said something culturally inappropriate? And I'm like, are y'all okay? You need a hug. Like, what do you want to see this shit? What? Seriously, and, what's happening? <laughs> and also, why would Barry do that? He's been raised with a black family since he was like what eleven. So oh. why why would Barry at almost thirty say something culturally culturally inappropriate? How because long do you think the, it takes him to figure out how oceans, to talk to cookouts? The oceans between blackness and whiteness <laughs> that we must discuss and overcome. And like fucking hell, man! Like give like, it a rest. Like I don't want to see that over and over again on every video. It, then I guess it would just never happen, right? Like, if 15 years is enough to teach Barry how to be at a cookout. <laughs> no. He's uncomfortable around Black people. He has to be. Because that's just how the world works. Everyone's so hung up on fucking race all the time. They can't. Right. Jesus Christ. Like, I, don't, they, I couldn't be friends with people like that in real life. Because I'd be like, yo, yeah. if you're just going to sit here and talk about race all the time, I cannot do it with you. No, I don't have the fucking capacity to sit and think about how much it sucks. People are racist towards black women all goddamn day, every day. Yeah. I will end up having a stroke and die by 40. Like, this is, <laughs> I don't want to do that. It's so. No. Why would I want to just live in that fucking hole of negativity? Do right. something else with your time. Please find a personality trait that isn't so damn depressing. Yeah. Bang. Um, and like, like one of the reasons that I, I like can. this show so much is that it's such a positive portrayal and that it's absent a lot of the real world hangups and like my personal belief about the DC universe is that it just actually is a place that's less racist and homophobic than our real world like I do think it's a different place that doesn't have these problems in that same level so I don't that think that it's fine. the show not like, why addressing have... them I think they're not over there why can't we and just have levels. that escapism where right. the problem is the magical enemy, not someone's skin tone? Like, who? Why do y'all want that so bad? Right. Go watch fucking Lovecraft County, where everything is terrible and people die and it, it ends in tears. If that's what you want, right? And plus, oh, like, Lord. my personal conception is that, like, in a world where you do have people that have actual noticeable differences, like some of y'all breathe fire and stuff. Would they be so hung up on skin color? <laughs> like she's you literally know. she's literally an alien with glowing green eyes, and he's gonna be like, uh, so what's it like being black? <laughs> like, what are y'all expecting here? What that is wrong with literally you? Literally the funniest scene in the entire show. Is that your eyes? Are those sewing? Is that a, a sewing? Uh, <laughs> tracks? Is that your real is that a wig? Can I touch it? Like, what is wrong with y'all? For fuck's sake. Right. And, um, like, I think it just makes sense because, like, there are metahumans in the DC universe and there are aliens. Like, we, they actually know people from other planets. I think it makes sense that, like, that humans wouldn't have as much strife about these, like, minor differences in the grand scheme of it. Because in real life, you know, the only difference between us is, like, you know, us can tell our sexuality or whatever. We're all the same species. We're 99 point, like, eight percent the same dna ever last one of us something crazy like that yeah. so it makes sense we would be more hung up on little differences than they would in the dc universe you know what i mean 
I promise you if like witches showed up and aliens started zooming around here, blasting fire, and there were green people turning into animals, racism wouldn't be the topic of conversation no. anymore. <laughs> We'd be talking about something. Else. No. I'm just saying. Uh, um, we would we would be we would be racist against the people that fly. Probably, yeah. Like that's what we do. I, I have no idea, but it, we wouldn't be hung up on that. We'd have no. other things to discuss about. You know what I mean? No. I'm just saying. And we um, would, and it would make it more apparent how much us regular people have in common with each other when you actually have that point of contrast. Yeah. And so, speaking of missing yeah. green folks, I really miss Scar. Me too. This episode. Um, <laughs> really, really felt his absence. <laughs> I did too, especially when Rachel was going through it, a woman alone in the world. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she was handling her business, and I really liked the way that she was able to kind of psychologically manipulate some of them people like they were messing with her. Like, you could see she's really, like, got the smarts that she can think on her feet, and I thought that was, like, really cool to see. Like, it was fun to see that aspect of her, and it's just fun that over the course of the show, she's gotten so much kind of confidence and in herself and in the folks that are her family and just in dealing with other people like she's gotten to be like less shy like even though she's a reserved she's not actually shy like you could see when she was having to try to talk to these people and kind of talk her way out of stuff like she can you know she can she can do that and if you kind of compare to you know in like season one, how kind of nervous she was and how she struggled sometimes to assert herself and things like that. Like, I think it's so cool to see Rachel's character grow. Um, yeah, she's she's like, she's a young woman now and she's confident in herself and her mm -hmm. ability. She's confident in her team mm -hmm. and her morals, you know, like she she knows yeah. what's right or wrong. Like she's, she's a hero. She is. Yes. Um, and, you know, I think, them having her save that little girl very similar to the way Dick, Dick saved her, her in season yes. one was such, such a good parallel. Part of, yeah, it was a good parallel. Like, I love Rachel. Um, Me too. Um, she's a great character and I don't think she gets enough love personally. Um, I love her. I do. I really love Rachel and I really love what they did with Rachel in this series. Um, and I like that she didn't catch some of the stuff that you see with, like, you know, female side characters, but they get just very nothing personal growth, or they just get, like, a boyfriend or something, and that's allegedly a plot line. Yeah. Um, and not that I would have been against that, but I, I like that she got to be so many things yes. that a lot of teen girls don't get to be on TV. Right. That's yeah, what I mean. So, like, yeah. I'm glad they didn't replace, like, her having character growth and her growing as a hero with her just having a boyfriend yeah. like because there's so many characters that are you know they're female characters and they're not main characters so they just are like well we gotta find something for them to do they're not actually concerned with that character's like growth and arc and progression you know what i mean yeah um, and you can really tell that, like, the showrunners, like, care about Rachel and they care about, like, her journey as an individual, even though she's not a main character. Well, she is. She's, well, you, you know, know what I mean. Yeah. She's, like, she's not she's, elite, I should say. Yeah, she's, she's not, like. So she's a, she's, a, she's a, you know. She's not part of the, uh, the main She's not Dick Corey. <laughs> yeah. She's not one of the leading. She's not the leading lady. Exactly. Um, 
yeah that sense because um, a lot of shows it's very much so you know you have the leading lady the leading man and then you have you know other male characters background extras basically <laughs> and then all the female back all the all the female characters that are not the lead are just kind of there with yeah. a lot of shows um and even ones that get like a lot of screen time oftentimes that screen time is just giving supporting this man <laughs> <laughs> not yeah. like their own thing to do like their own stuff going on like their own family their own problems their own character arc none of that like that's you're, just, you're, you're someone's girlfriend and look at you you're on a screen yeah um so yeah um and like you said i also like wouldn't have minded uh rachel having a love interest but if we only have time for this character to have one thing or the other then I would rather her have an arc as a person. Yeah, I'd rather see her become a hero when she started this show needing one, you know? Yes. I, I think that's, um, I don't know, more heavy-hitting. Yes. Um, and it's something we haven't seen a hundred times. Um, right. Uh, because, like, there's a lot of shows we've watched where it's part of the adventure of the show that people get rescued and stuff. But as far as like a proper hero's journey, you don't see that a lot for female characters. No, you don't. <sighs> so yeah. Um, <laughs> also, what I what I liked Rachel doing was her sending off Jinx's spirit, mm -hmm. um, so that she's not in that evil place. I thought that was a really good moment. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was a good send off for Jinx. I don't yes. hate Jinx. Um, I know a lot of people do. And I think the only reason they do is because she had um, sex with Dick in the past. I think if you remove that from her storyline. People would like her a lot. People I think. would like a lot more. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, her character was funny. She was generally uh, useful when she showed up. Like, she didn't, yeah. she wasn't there just kind of to be there. Um, and, you know. Yeah, I don't feel like she was eating up screen time and wasting no. time. You know what I mean? She was helping move the plot. Like, I don't yeah. know. I thought she was a good guest star. I do, too. Yeah, she so. did what you want guest stars to do. They come, exactly. they're useful, they don't uh, waste your waste your time, and then they go. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Personally. Um, and yeah, I feel that I, that that's also another thing I like this show does. Um we can talk about it more or right now, whatever. Roberta, I like that yeah. Titans, every time they have like random, there's so many like random characters that they have that who are like episodal or whatever that they yes. want, that has actual lines. And they're like, it's a black woman a lot. I've yeah. Noticed. And I appreciate that. I noticed it. that too. Um, because yeah, acting as a black woman in Hollywood is difficult. So you getting speaking roles is a big deal. And yes. so I'm, I don't care what anyone says, I'm always happy when these shows decide to give it to people who have a hard time getting speaking roles. Yes. So. Same. Personally. And I mean, it's, it's, it's one of the things that is so distinctive about this show. Like if there's no reason you can't be a black woman on Titans, you're probably a black woman on Titans. Yep. Like, if it's not like, okay, this character has, like, an established identity and, like, race and, you know, it's somehow integral to, like, their character or they're related to some other characters, some kind of race, so, like, they have to be. If you can be whatever it is you could be, then, like, usually on the show, you're a Black woman. 
Um, and I think that's really cool because um, it, usually it's the opposite. Like yeah. unless it's specifically important that you be black, like you're going to be white. Yeah. Um, like if you don't have some kind of race plot line or you're not like related to some other black character or, you know, something like that, um, then you're just going to be white usually. And, like, and that's, that's the other the thing. It's like, it's like, yes, they're black, but like you said, it's not some kind of race related thing or throwaway type situation like because like a lot of shows now they realize it's profitable to be diverse so then they'll they'll have a diverse cast and then you know the the, most of them are just doing nothing basically um and they don't do that here no so even characters like Roberta, who was a one episode character, she had a distinct personality. Mm-hmm. She had a distinct like role and place in the story. Like um, she was someone who was memorable. Like it wasn't just like a generic kind of thing. Like she was, you know, kind of wacky, kind of interesting. We got a little backstory about her. Like she was a whole person, even though we only spent one episode with her. And they did enough with that character. It's very easy to imagine that when she's not on screen serving the plot, she's out there in the world having a life being a person. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like she felt like a person that we met for a short time, not someone conjured specifically for this plot. Mm-hmm. And then I, I do like that she's also like, She's moving the general plot forward, but then she's also like helping with Dick and Corey's personal plot. Yes. Like, I don't know. I just, I just think it's clever the way they do that. Well, not yeah. really clever. I just think it's nice. <laughs> yeah, I think it's thoughtful. Um, yeah, and speaking of I Roberta, think there's no way that it's an accident. Yeah, I don't think so. Honestly, you know, I was half expecting her to be that lady who was in season one and season two again. <laughs> that one actress I was like I wonder if they brought her back that would be funny but no, I half expected it but yeah um the way she like worded the prophecy of Corey dying has me suspicious because she was like you won't exist as you are now yeah when she could have just said you're gonna die so exactly. I feel like so that I feel tells like, me we're, we're dealing with transformation here yeah like something's happened something else is gonna happen yeah um and I, it also made me think I'm like well Dick was right because Rachel didn't fulfill the property in in season one so that's why he would trusted they could help Sebastian but she did though like now that I think about it, she did bring Trigon back she did bring Trigon to Earth that did happen yeah true um that it did come true (laughs) so I'm like huh now I think about it so more so it's like there's the prophecies but what's not mentioned is what happens afterwards yeah so sure the prophecy says she dies the titans died but there's no nothing says it stays that way or what right. happens after so i mean that all of that could come true and it's still not mm-hmm. you know what i mean so oh absolutely yeah that and made me realize yeah she did she did fulfill the prophecy actually yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it tends to go like with these kind of mythical like mythic like prophecy situations almost always it absolutely does happen no matter yeah. what they do and half the time it happens because of what they do. <laughs> uh, but it's just, 
you know, you got to pay attention to like the wording and what happens after, like, even if technically what's on the page happens, doesn't mean that it has the implications that, that you assume that it's going to have. Right. So, yeah. Um, I think I'm really interested in that. Um, and I'm also interested in exactly what it is that Lex stole Connor. Who who's pissing you off, by the way? I, uh, <laughs> I know, me I too. And I like him so much. Usually, it's taken a lot for him to manage to annoy me. But congratulations, you did it, baby. Um, yeah. I'm annoyed now. I think mostly just because it's hard to tell what they're trying to say with this. Yeah. Uh, because it happened so abruptly and he was like literally possessed so now that he's not it's like why is he being like this like are they trying to say this is just him now like is this just right or so is I'm he just going like, through something right like, I'm like I don't know is he grieving on. didn't someone say that I thought um in 406 didn't someone say I know you're going through something I maybe I imagine someone said that to him but um I think someone did say that. I think yeah. that is something someone said. Yeah. And, and yeah. It might have been Dick, I think. I don't know. Yeah. And it's very just, um, it's a little bit hard to tell whether this is just what we got now or this is just like he is acutely going through it right now. Yeah. It's hard to tell. Um, so it's hard for me to even know exactly how I feel about it because, it, I mean, it is annoying, but, like, you know, does this mean that, like, he just is a jerk now, he's team anti-hero, like, he's going to be Jason, like, that's where we're going, like, or is it something that's going to pull back and we're going to get our sweet baby angel once he calms the heck down? Like, I don't really know what's going on here. Yeah, um... I mean, he, he, like, you, you brought it up, and I was like, yeah, that's true. He, he acted like this last season briefly, yes. um, when Hank died. Yes. Um, and funny enough, now that I'm thinking of it, when him and Gar had that little argument in the kitchen, he was like, um, he brought up Lex and how everyone expects him to be, yes, to, to, given to his dark side and both me and gar were like bitch who said that <laughs> what are you talking about like no one literally no one's ever said that to you <laughs> no uh, so i don't know if this is like this well is just... i think he i think that's lex's insecurities remember he has his memories yeah. and stuff like from his creation yeah, i think so... that's an insecurity lex has uh, yeah, so and maybe, that's where he got that from maybe it's some kind of grieving Thing happening yeah. and mixed with Lex's own ego and insecurity yeah. bullshit. And like in other media, I have seen it be a thing that Connor is prone to authority issues and attitude problems. Yeah. Because uh, he's got some PTSD about being mind controlled. Like I definitely saw that from him in Young Justice. You know, you got some like, don't tell me what to do. It was like, oh, oh. Okay, probably. <laughs> like mostly Young Justice until I stopped watching. He was yeah. mad. He was mad as hell. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not unheard of for um, him to him to give you some chest here. But even compared to that, at this exact moment, he's like doing a lot here, which is making me think that this might most. be a bruising thing. He's doing the most. Um. Because like I mean, Lex Justice, did plant he didn't his really seeds, try to though. hurt anyone's feelings. 
No, he didn't. He was just angry. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I don't, I never read the Young Justice comics or the Superboy comics, but I do remember some Superboy fans saying a lot of what happened in Young Justice was out of character, that he wasn't that pissed off in the comics. No. He was just like, yeah, no. a rebel kind of person. Yeah. So, yeah. The vibe I got from him in the comics, I didn't read a lot of them, but I did read a little bit, and I definitely did not get this angsty of a vibe from him, which is making me feel like he's just upset right now. Yeah. Um, and this is, you know, a OC for him because he's upset. Like, this isn't normal Connor behavior, I don't think. Um, because this should usually doesn't go way off with characterizing people. Usually if people are acting very different from how you're used to them acting in the comics, it's mm -hmm. because it's part of a character arc or something that's going on or it's situational. Yeah. Um, so I think it would be kind of, uh, it would be very different from how the show usually handles people to take a character like Connor who can get a little attitude, give you a little snap back, get a little sassy, and like legit make him a mean person. Yeah, I mean, I highly doubt he's going to stay this way. I think the only thing I'm wondering at this point is at the end of the season, is he going to rejoin the Titans or is he going to be a solo hero? Um, yeah. And like rebrand Lex Cork. I so. think that he's going to give Lex Cork to Mercy. That's what I think. I think that's why. Does he trust her? Because I don't. I mean, I think, um, well, when I'm, like, uh, I think that it's not necessarily a matter of does he trust her now as much as, like, I could see him being like, okay, I am going to give you this opportunity. Let's see what you do. Hmm. Um, I could see him doing that um, because, like, I noticed when he was having that conversation with like Mercy and he made a, you know, a kind of like a quip, like, oh yeah, you just do, yeah, you satisfy Lex or some, something like that. Something a little dubious. Meanwhile, she's a lesbian, but. Right. Go on. <laughs> and, she, and she clapped back uh, pretty, not only did she clap back, but specifically the way that she emphasized like how he had respect for her and he gave an opportunity to people like her and that kind of a thing. Like the way that she, phrase that and like the way he reacted to it I kind of got the vibe that that had him like really uh like huh you know maybe there's something uh kind of to respect uh here with this person she's not like some mm. kind of henchman so you know that makes me um makes me think that that is a possibility that he might do that um you know, with the obvious uh, threat that if he doesn't like what it seems like is going down, that he is coming in and it is going to be a problem. We'll see. But that's kind of what I'm leaning towards. Okay. I could see that. Um, him sort of giving her that chance to redeem herself. Yes. And uh, do something good with LexCorp. Yes. Yeah. Because I do think that, like, it's something that means something to uh, Connor that, like... Lex is a complicated person and he is not consciously, intentionally evil or anything like that. Like, Lex does... He's a narcissist. So, like, his own sort of, like, image, ego, and things like that tend to come before other things. But one of his motivations is wanting 
to be and be seen as a heroic figure. Like that is an actual thing with Lex. And if you did have his actual thoughts and memories and emotions in you, you would know that that isn't just a front, that's a real thing. Um, and I think that, you know, Lex considering him to be his legacy and wanting him to kind of make the Luthor name something positive in a way. And that kind of thing is something that seems to mean something to Connor. Yeah. Um, so I could potentially see him um, like wanting to like see what this person that was so respected by Lex, see if there is something worth respecting in this person himself. Okay. Um, yeah, I could, I could, I could see that. Um, and like one of the kind of interesting kind of funny things about, um, like Lex Gore and Lex Luthor and that kind of thing is that although like, you know, because of that ends justifies the means sort of nonsense that he, you know, uh, rides with and my ego above all things nonsense, you know, they can do evil things. It's not something created for the specific intention of evil either. Um, like, it's a little more complicated than that. Um, and they do good in the world as well. So I think it's not an impossibility um, that he could believe that they could be uh, turned in a positive direction that would actually accomplish what Lex wasn't able to do because of the limitations of his personality. Okay. So, I, I mean, I guess, I guess we'll see where his, <laughs> where his, um, his journey is actually going to lead him to. Yeah. I'm interested in seeing for sure. Um, and I'm interested in seeing if it's going to be a thing where um, he feels like he needs to go off on his own to establish himself, or if it's going to be a thing where he uh, comes to believe that the place where he can do the most good is with the Titans. Yeah. I think that's what the question is going to kind of come down to uh, for him. So I'm interested in seeing what does it come down to for him. Because, um, yeah, he's an interesting character. Even though he's been annoying lately, um, I still find uh, Superboy to be a really, um, a really interesting and complex character. And I'm always curious where things are going to go. And it's not really a thing I've seen before that he was in a position where he could be like made the head of Lexcore potentially if that's what he wanted to do. So I'm really curious how he uh, tangles with that decision. Oh boy. All right. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I know, excuse me for my excessive interest in like Lexcore and their nonsense. I'm surprised too. Uh, but I mean, I. I have an irrational like for Connor even when he's being annoying, so I can't help but be sucked into something he's interested in. No, I mean, I I still like Connor. I'm just irritated with him. Um, <laughs> and I need to see what exactly is causing him to act like this yeah. before I can form a real, I don't know, opinion? I don't know. I just need yeah. to see more of what the hell is going on. Right. Um, I've got a lot then, of curiosity about like what's kind of coming next, what's going on, and what's yeah. going to wind up being like sort of the reasons for this. 
because it's just too far off of his usual personality for me to think this is just how Titans is characterizing him. Yeah, it's 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 getting weird. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 definitely it's definitely strange. Um and and like we've had so many weird things happen. Uh like for a second I suspected he was possessed by Lex or something. Yeah, like, so did I. I was just like, what's going on here? <laughs> Like, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> right, like, why did you break up Lex Luthor? Why do you want to be bald now? What, what are you doing, bro? Like, what is what is this? Remember, um, I was convinced for a while that Lex, like, implanted his personality in his head or some shit. Me oh, too. Man. Me too. Or unlocked something in him or something. Like, something yeah. weird. I don't know. Uh, some kind I of think- switch. That right. he didn't know about. <laughs> he kind of adjusted the uh, Clark Lex ratio in his brain. <laughs> right. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but I feel like the show is going to tell us because it would just be very different from how the show usually uh, handles people for it to be like, yeah, this complete stranger is is Connor Kent. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, this show usually is very concerned with comic accuracy, even if they're not always going off the same like comics there's a apparently there was a apparently there was a bit in the comics where he did do this where he did shave his head and stuff yeah well i mean it's not that 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 i find so shaving because i've seen him with the shaved head too so shocking but just generally the level of petty meanness is not really a him thing yeah i'm just saying i don't know because i didn't read that comic so i have no idea what the uh context is or how he was acting so I don't know if that I don't know if this was ever a thing that happened right. is what I'm saying, or if this is brand new right. so, well yeah. I mean they're definitely you know how it is with the comics there's Elseworlds and all kinds of things like that but it feels like most characters on this show are kind of an average of what you usually see from the characters that seems to be how they characterize most of the characters. Like, yeah, it's mostly from this version, but just in general, it's how this character is. Like with Dick, it's mostly the 84 Titans. You see a little bit of the 90s and more modern Grayson in there as well. Like, it's the, the same way with Corey. Um, it's mostly that version. But you see uh, some bits of other things that you see more in other versions. Um, most, of the, most of these characters kind of feel like an average of like what you probably see from them in a, in, in a comic series. Jason's a mix of things, but a pretty Jason-y mix. <laughs> um, so, you know, it would it would be surprising to me for the usual way that Superboy is, which is, you know, kind of sassy, but generally a pretty, a pretty, like, you know, good guy and, like, uh, a hero with some authority issues. It'd be a surprise if that isn't ultimately what we get here and we wind up somewhere very far afield from that. Yeah, I, I don't really expect it to go that way. No, uh, but I... <laughs> oh, if only this weren't the last season. <laughs> Why you gotta spend your last season being so irritating, Connor? Oh. Uh, oh poor Connor. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's our bit on Connor. Mostly we're just curious what's up next and if they gonna tell us what's going on right now also very funny to me that it seems that the way he's going to handle this is by taking brother blood on a date 
I'm gonna buy you a drink, get my suit on. Uh, okay, Himbo, what are we doing here? Y'all are funny on this show. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, has he decided that if he can't use his brute strength to solve this, he's going to use his devastating good looks and charm? Because that looks like that's where we're going with this, and that's hilarious to me. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh gosh. And it's funny because I remember a couple of pics um like before the season came out where, you know, and for some reason or another to get information or something like that, Corey was, you know, showing up at a nightclub looking all sexy, like, hey there, let's have a drink, let's talk. Meanwhile, on the show. <laughs> That's Connor that does that. That's hilarious. Cora's <laughs> <laughs> hey, not the only sexy one on this team, okay? I can go to a nightclub looking good too. Thank you very much. Oh, Connor. <laughs> he is something. He's so many things. He is a whole bundle of things. Um, let's see. Who is it that we. Is there anyone we didn't really talk about? We didn't talk that much about our villains. Yeah, we we I think we pretty much covered most of 408. We didn't really talk about Sebastian and Mother yeah. Mayhems, but I figured we could do that when we talk about 408 anyway. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, because they weren't really in 407. Um only a little, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think that's about about it for four four seven. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, all we had to talk about was was Dick Corey anyway. Just notable uh, mentions for whoever else you have. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely the Dick Corey episode. <laughs> yes. <for all eight. laughs> so yeah. <laughs> And also, what do you think about the fact there was uh, so much 70s easy, easy listening in these couple of episodes of all the decades? I don't know. That was interesting choice. Because I would have expected like earlier music, like 50s or 60s music, because of the, you know, aesthetic of, you know, the cult and that kind of a like thing. The, like the diner and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, you know what else I, I thought would happen for a second? I thought Dick was going to go up there and blast some disco music out of the speaker. <laughs> See, that would have solved our problem. <laughs> I really did think that for a second. I was like, no. oh, I thought yeah. to go up there and play Dawn of Summer. It would have tickled me personally. It would have tickled me too. <laughs> if you really uh, want to find Corey when she's lost, that's where right. she's lost at. <laughs> <laughs> Come back to yourself, Corey. <laughs> To your roots. <laughs> oh God, the show, the show, and its choices, um, and also the fact that uh, the fact that they got in these like ridiculously cute, like matchy matchy outfits. Like, oh, let me put on a scarf that matches a shirt. Like, yeah, ridiculous. I can't take y'all nowhere. Why right? y'all like this? <laughs> You're so cute. Um, <laughs> And the fact that you know getting his hair in order requires some product and a bit of time. Yeah. 
of course, of course, you know, uh, that they, they look absolutely everything, even though they're on a mission. Because <laughs> <laughs> y'all are adorable. Um, also, one of the funniest lines that came from Corey, that is peak daddy bullshit, Grace. <laughs> she was fed up. <laughs> she was tired of his bullshit in general, because it's like she's sitting here contemplating her death and his response is I'm going to pretend that's not happening when she clearly needs comfort and then now he wants to get all <laughs> get all when in Bat- when I was with Batman he did- she was like look <laughs> not this shit again like, he really got me first of all fuck Batman that's <laughs> right. what she was trying not to say like, you, really, you really got her fucked up right out here. She's tired. Nah, after season three, you know what she don't want to hear? Be <laughs> Batman. That's what Corey don't want to hear. <laughs> I almost had to deep fry Barbara last time you were out here trying to be some Batman. I had to take bullets out of you because Batman be getting shot. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> She's Pete. probably having war flashbacks. Like the last time this asshole decided he wants to fucking act like Batman, he got himself murdered. <laughs> so let's not. <laughs> oh gosh. And also funny that while they are not talking about their kid, what comes right out of Corey's mouth as peak daddy bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Like, not talking about it, counter. Second ding. Hi, <laughs> Vixen. Oh, God. They have a very funny way of not talking about things. Even when um, uh, she's uh, like, so we're not going to talk about it? He's like, uh, talk about what? And she's like, the fact that I'm going to die. And he's like, oh. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> I could tell from that relieved, ridiculous reaction, he totally thought she meant the baby. He's a mess. <laughs> like, what is wrong with him? <laughs> it's like in a general sense. What is his issue? It just doesn't make sense the way he moves. <laughs> and how dare you be more anxious about a conversation about your non-existent baby than about a conversation about her impending death? Well, he, he's like... Said. The thing is, he is anxious about that. Obviously, he's stressed out, but it's like he's just decided he can sort of talk about it because he's made up in his mind it's not really going to happen. So he's willing to discuss all the ways it's not going to happen. Yes. Um, It just isn't happening. So, like, what is not quite? Hey, let's really think about this as if it will. No, he's like, that. that. Yeah, he's like, I'm not doing that. No. <laughs> oh, just... just like when, you know, when uh, poor Gar uh, a few episodes ago, uh, ago was like, we don't even know when the world's going to end. And he's like, five hours and 31 minutes. But it's also oh. not going to end. This ability to hold two opposing ideas at the same time without feeling the slightest hint of contradiction in his heart. <laughs> Um, he is terrified of uh, of losing Corey or her dying. Also convinced now that these things are happening. Oh boy, poor him. <laughs> Cope. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> like his face is literally 
next to the word in a dictionary at this point. He's yeah. just deciding to live in an alternate reality altogether. <laughs> yeah. He ain't hanging out with y'all at all. Y'all are over here talking about people dying. I don't know what I don't know what y'all are doing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <man. laughs> oh gosh. And it's so it's kind of funny, even though I shouldn't laugh, that like the way he's doing this is only making Corey more anxious. It's not helping. No. I don't know if he realizes this. No. And it's like the more like he leaves her to contemplate this by herself is the more she's going to just convince herself of her opinion on the subject which is yes. I'm going to die. Yeah. So it's like she kind of needs the I don't she know. Needs, she needs reason. him to acknowledge reality. That's what she needs him to do so they can actually talk about it. Right. Um, like, she, she, you need to be coming up with some kind of solution here <laughs> and not like running <laughs> away from the discussion. telling me that this is not happening. It's not, <laughs> it's not going to do it, sir. Um, yeah. Especially as more and more pieces of prophecy keep happening. <laughs> Like, like, oh, he's got the horn now. He blew the horn now. Like, you know, so as more and more of these things keep falling into place and keep happening, repeatedly saying it's not happening and it's also not going to happen is not very helpful. Because uh, it looks like it's happening right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I will say this is one of the wilder things he's done. Because usually he's very pragmatic and reality-oriented. So him completely absenting himself from the concept is new. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think also she doesn't know what to do with it because he is normally very pragmatic and has something sensible to say and not something completely insane. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's not it's not helpful if you have real practical worries and the person you're talking to is like, have you considered not having worries? What if you just didn't do that? Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh Dick. Um bless your heart. Um but in some ways it's also a bit of a ro a role reversal because usually he's the one who's more um grounded and more stressed by things and she's more oh it'll be fine she's <laughs> <laughs> like, so like confident in her decisions <coughs> yeah in a way that he's not like there's always like the sense of panic and <laughs> everything he does that she just does not have like so she'll, she's more likely that the more he leaves her to her, her devices, her own devices, she's more <laughs> likely to become hellbent on doing the sacrifice if it means yes. saving him and her family on earth. So, oh, 100%. I mean, this is not a good idea. I understand no. you're worried, but Corey will do it, dude. <laughs> like she, yeah, she she'll actually do, do that shit. She Corey will. ain't no punk, all right? <laughs> yeah, she, she will do it. So. Uh, Corey's mama didn't raise a sucker. Like, um, <laughs> she will make the big sacrifice if that's what's needed. Um, Corey's a, a duty oriented person. Uh, she will absolutely uh, take whatever uh, sacrifices uh, need be um, if she thinks that they need be. So, you yeah. know. 
and <laughs> don't let the necessary occur. Um, and and yeah, I think he's uh, I think he could help more if he could rejoin us in reality because um, yeah. he is absolutely not this season at all. Um, he has just been elsewhere most of the season, um, and that's different. <laughs> um, <laughs> and honestly. I wonder, well, I wonder I if like, that factors into Connor's drama now that I'm thinking about it. What, Dick not being emotionally yeah. available? Like, I wonder if that's shaking uh, Connor's uh, confidence uh, in Dick, and that's part of why he's getting so, yeah, I don't trust you to be out here making decisions for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that actually, like, as I say that out loud and I think about that, like, as a Third party, if I was in that house watching him do that, <laughs> I may not have the usual level of confidence in him running this ship. Because, like, are you even over here with us that are about to become space dust? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're like, no, everything's fine, and we are watching everything not be fine, Mr. Grayson. <laughs> yeah. um, so... Maybe that is part of why we're getting so much, uh, uh, so much uh, shittiness here from Sir. Uh, <laughs> he's making him also nervous, and he's just taking it out in a different way than Corey does. Yeah, and he seems just kind of offended that Dick isn't solving this. <laughs> yes. No, I mean he's a human, Connor. Sorry. Yeah. This has the same stuff. problem you're having right now. He's right. a, as a non-magical being. Um, there's not a whole lot he can do, and there's not even a whole lot he understands about whatever's going on that he can impart. Yeah, so doing the best he can while yes. panicking and pretending he's not panicking. <laughs> yes. But he's in a complete panic. So yes. That's and, not great. And the thing that I just thought about is Connor would know that because remember how he pointed out that uh, Tim was scared? Because he can uh, hear his heart rate and stuff like that. Yeah. So Connor knows he's absolutely lying and is panicking. <laughs> yeah. And maybe that's why Dick keeps trying to avoid talking about it. He doesn't want anyone to realize <laughs> that he's freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, uh, Rachel's psychic. Uh, Corey knows you very well. And Connor can literally hear your heart pounding as you lie. <laughs> Yeah. So even if he doesn't talk about it, everyone around him knows he's freaking out. Sure do. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it makes sense that it would have worked with the old team to just act like you're not freaking out because they're just not that perceptive and they don't care. Yeah, you know, they, they super don't care about his feelings. So <laughs> they weren't going to dig. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that, that, that actually might be a factor as I kind of think about it. Um, like, why is he being so weird? Wait a minute. Um, is mostly being so weird at a person who's also being so weird. <laughs> <laughs> like most of Connor's like snippy, irritated energy is at Dick, who yeah. happens to be being very weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> oh god. Um. Oh gosh. Uh. But yeah, I'm. I love. Like, as far as 408 theory, uh, feelings, I love the ultimate solution wound up being uh, 
uh, Tim just kind of getting a hunch, a hunch about the radio station, <laughs> uh, getting them sun dogs or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Never heard that colloquialism, but it's cute. I like it. I'll keep it. I, I'm assuming it's cultural. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's the vibe I got. Um, and I liked it. I thought that was cute. <laughs> Um, and I also thought that it was um, a cute kind of odd couple uh, moment and a cute twist that it looked like Tim was just going to be like, I got to go do science. But then he actually just comes back with relevant equipment because he's actually going to follow up on this because like he trusts them. And I'm like, oh, look, y'all are cute. Stop it, show. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that was real cute. <laughs> he was like, yeah, so, you know, I thought about that thing I was telling you was a crazy hunch, and I have an even crazier hunch. Let's go do this. Like, I love you. I love it. That <laughs> 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 was so cute. And also, it's like it's like their, their vibe in the comics that, like, when Bernard is aware that Tim is doing something crazy, he commits to doing something crazier. Like, he finds out that he's Robin, so Bernard, like, becomes a black belt <laughs> and he's like well i guess i have a boyfriend that fights people so i do too like that's very him to, <laughs> to be like oh no he's doing something crazy and dangerous i will also do that because i love him <laughs> like that's cute it is cute i like that. <laughs> and it's so funny because it's so different from how love interests usually react when they find this stuff find out this kind of thing <laughs> so for him to just to such an extent sort of double down in that way it was just so funny to me <laughs> like oh well if you'll be a warrior of the night then we will be a battle couple it was like very Zena and Gabrielle like where she was like oh I'm a pacifist I'm a pacifist then she was like I love this woman who fights people I fight people now like you know <laughs> I love that dynamic I think it's so cute um <laughs> So yeah, it was uh, it was it was cute to see uh, that play out in this way in that way on the show because it definitely reminded me of how they are on the books, um, and like that kind of uh, intrepid intensity that comes with Bernard. <laughs> they're like a new pairing, right? Like, are they're yeah, pretty recent. Yeah, they're pretty recent. Like Bernard, the character who's been around for a while, but like they were friends before. It's recently oh. romantically involved. Okay. See, I thought he was a new character altogether. And that's why people were so pissed about them becoming a thing in the books. Okay. No, nah, people are just homophobic. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. Well, biphobic, homophobic, all phobics. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> and maybe it doesn't help my bad for now he's for, got pink hair. My bad for forgetting people just suck sometimes. <laughs> I do be forgetting. <laughs> I mean, you should just always be suspicious when you have uh, certain kinds of couple and people just hate them a lot. <laughs> yeah. You should just assume their reasons are bad because uh, you'll probably be right. <laughs> um, oh, what a world. I know. Um, um, and it's so, um, I thought it was a really, um, there's certain dynamics that we see all the time with like superheroes and their love interests and like how they react to it and like what they do and how that impacts their lives and that kind of a thing. It was really interesting to see someone react in a way that's so different than what we normally see. Um, rather than being like, oh, you know, I'm, 
I'm worried and I'm confused and I'm in the dark. <laughs> um, and start to just be like, uh, that's that's another one of those story arcs that I, I'm tired of seeing where it's like, oh, this person, my my significant other's superhero and I don't know and I feel like they're um keeping secret from me and uh, yeah. it's, it's really really played out I'm just, and I just feel like they do it so much like on every goddamn superhero show yes. there's always oh I can't tell the person I'm with that I'm a hero and it's like oh, fucking this again <laughs> holy shit <laughs> it just gets old I'm sorry <laughs> and also I think that in the modern era it gets harder to hold up because like now people have you know, we got cell phones, we got GPS in them and stuff. Like, it's one thing if in the event somebody wasn't home, the only way that you could hear from them is if they found a payphone somewhere. Like, it would just be harder to know where folks are or what they're doing and people be having second lives. But, like, I feel like um, nowadays you would just kind of have to tell somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you do expect to just kind of be able to reach people for the most part um, because people just always have cell phones on them. You can text them, stuff like that. So I feel like it used to just be a lot less noticeable if you were just gone for a while, you know? Like, if it's like, oh, I'm on a business trip, then you would expect, you know, maybe you hear from them, like, a couple of calls when they're in a hotel or something, but you got to pay for a minute and that's long distance. Like, you don't expect to hear from them every day or something. You don't expect, you couldn't text them. You didn't expect to be in contact with people like that um because like you know even when we saw when he didn't make it uh home because he got into that accident or whatever like you know uh uh you know like uh Babs called Corey and told her like hey you know something happened or whatever because people expect to hear from you uh because you know we have devices where we can do that so we have a different culture about how often we communicate and I also I've just never bought that as a solid conflict to be honest because it always plays out where the person's significant other likes the hero anyway. So it's like literally just tell them. Right. It's always stupid to me. <laughs> like I'm just, I just feel like it's so dumb. It is dumb. And it makes it. It's a time waster. It's dumb, yeah. It's a time waster. And it feels kind of dismissive. Like do you, like, do you not trust them? Like what? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's hard to sort of justify like the why of that in a way that doesn't look kind of negative on them for just kind of keeping the secret for no reason like that. Um, you know, it's one thing if like you're uh, uh, dating a cop that's after this person or something like that. You know, they're after this vigilante. You've got a reason to like kind of keep that secret, you know, or whatever. But like if there's no particular reason it would be a problem for this person to know and you know them well enough that you reasonably should trust them to keep the secret, why not tell them? Yeah. Like, it's hard to believe that, like, Barry and Iris didn't have enough of a friendship that he could feel confident if he just told her that, that he's the Flash, that she wouldn't tell anybody, you know? And that's why she was so pissed, because she's like, I'm literally your best friend. What is your problem? Right. She was rightfully pissed. It was stupid and didn't make sense. It didn't keep her safer. Like, there was no logic behind that. It's just a thing these show think they should do because they're decided to be It's a trope and it's a thing. Yeah, it's unoriginal. They're just like, oh, what's what's some tropes? And then they just throw them on there. It's stupid. (laughs) 
<laughs> so yeah, I like it. We get curveballs. Like I thought it was like in Man of Steel. I really liked how they had Lois like do her little journalism thing and do her little interviews and like figure it out. I thought that was like really cute. And it was put in a way that felt like really realistic. Yeah. Like it really looked like how you imagine a journalist would do that. Not like she stumbled on it or something. Yeah, um, exactly. And you know. Uh, like I said, I think the Tim and Bernard dynamic where his reaction to finding out that like Tim is a superhero in the comics is basically to be like, well, how can I be most helpful to him? <laughs> <laughs> and that's basically what we have in the show. Like Bernard's just like, okay, well, as a scientist type, how can I help my superhero boyfriend? So I'm gonna go do that, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Uh, and, you know, like, the first gift he gives him is the bow staff, you know, like, it's very much a, like, oh, like, let me, you know, I like you, so I want to help, because this is the thing you care about. Like, that's so cute to me, and that's so, and that's such a kind of a, a clever way of having someone react to that, because, of course, he's, like, worried about him, because you're always worried about your loved one in a situation like that, but I like the kind of proactive way he's like okay well since i'm worried and he wants to do this then i'm gonna figure out how to help keep him safe like and how to be like helpful to him and how to like i love it i think it's cute i think it's cute it, it makes sense yeah um and it's a very modern way to react to that you know it is i mean it, the trope is old um yeah but yeah um Let's talk about Ted and Carol. Yeah. Oh, Ted and Carol. First off, Ted and Carol are cute. Uh, I like Ted and Carol. And they're like golfing and curtains. And I just love that. Um, I just love that everyone in that town just decided Dick and Corey are a couple. Including yes. including freaking Sebastian. Yes. It's like, yeah, make them a couple. That makes sense. <laughs> But he kept going, the, the shower kept saying to Dick that, you know, you could forget all the horrible things about your past lives and be happy. How do you know he's going to be happy married to, to Corey? Like, it's just so funny. They're all, they all just know. Everyone knows. They look at them yeah. and they just know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even the cult wants to rescue them from their stasis. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like let me let me save you all from your not being married to each other because you should be <laughs> right we we got mother mayhem out here shipping to Corey y'all yeah it's, it's, it's wild out here <laughs> even she ships it <laughs> she really does <laughs> that's so funny to me and it also just makes a lot of it makes a lot of sense as a tactic for the villain to use because if you know that they care about each other, you're giving them something really tempting because you got yeah. two people who are in love with each other who can't get their shit together and you're given the potential of having a married life white picket fence together with each other. That's the thing you're, that you're just giving them. You ain't got to figure it out. You can just have it. Do yeah. you want it? Yeah, that is tempting. And I mean, I kind of saw it in like when, when Carol was like please don't leave me how soft yeah. he got and like honestly i feel like he was fighting for his life not to not to, to kiss her but you know you can't because that's not Corey. So right. like but you can see he was he was a real tempted she put her hand in his face as where every muscle in his body was like oh i gotta hold on he always does that like every time Corey so much as briefly touches him he looks down at her hand like this is real this is <laughs> This real life, <laughs> get it together every time. Yes. 
never fails. It's enough to totally throw his world off his axis uh, for her to tap his I shoulder. still laugh about that, that one in season three in particular where he's like, oh, uh, you think of what I'm thinking? And she's like, yeah, stand back. And she just like slightly, ever so slightly touches his chest. And it's like he forgot where he was, yeah, what like they were doing. Like he was up. Like he, had just, right. like he hadn't just said that to her. Because right. he just forgot what was happening that quick. He she put her hand on his chest and he didn't know where got, he was. He's like, yeah. oh, something's blown yeah. up. What's going on, Corey? I didn't know what year it was. Like, bruh. <laughs> Get up. Like, you... <laughs> Stand up, please. <laughs> like, how could you possibly think they're not in love? They are ridiculous. Right. They were acting like a married couple all through season three. Yeah, and I mean season four. Uh, uh, oh, that's your girlfriend, right, Jinx? Like, yeah. Pe- people don't know. <laughs> like, he he ain't he didn't bother correcting her or nothing. He's like, you know what? If that's what you believe. If you look, if you like it, I love it, Jinx. <laughs> well, season four, Nick found a law of attraction. You see, <laughs> clearly he did. Talking about he wants to stalk her and take pictures. Like, yes. What is, what is, no, literally, what is wrong with him? This man, this got is a not normal board. behavior. Somebody right? told him that if you speak it into existence, it will be. So if he does not say she's not his girlfriend, then she is. <laughs> so you're scared to talk to her about your actual feelings or Mari, but you'll say something wild as fuck like that to her. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't understand how he does math. Like, what what, what goes on in his head? It's like a bag of cats. <laughs> I think he doesn't know what a ridiculous thing to say is, because they always say ridiculous uh, stuff to each other all the time. And they're very inappropriate. Like, yes. I feel like if Babs ever saw how they act around each other she would have never humored him or bothered because it's like clearly there's something weird going on here right and and you can tell that and or not you can tell that i speculate that that's what made her like run out of the celebration party in tears yeah who knows what the hell kind of shit they were doing Like some kind of vibe, some kind of behavior, something happened. Because we know something got her upset. Like she was very upset when she left the house there. Um, she, and saw, almost she, saw, she saw the picture of him and his new life with his new family. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. And she wasn't a part of it. I mean, I feel bad for Babs, but yeah. it is like, yeah, people, I mean, people, grow, people grow and change. Yeah. It's life. And she's a Gotham creature. Um, yeah, so she she needs her a, a Gotham man, um, and preferably a uh lawful good Gotham Gotham man because she ain't a chaotic neutral, she ain't a chaotic nude, not uh, anymore. Uh, none of that, she is very chaotic much good, lawful good, lawful good. She's not chaotic, um, she don't need your chaos, she doesn't like chaos, yeah. um. So, yeah, she just needs herself a lawful, good Gotham dude, and I think Babs would be fine. And Dick, who just likes to do wild shit, needs him <laughs> a woman who's like, hey, what if we blow something up? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you know what? That would be lit. Let's do yeah. that. <laughs> so, good matches all around, in my opinion. Okay. Absolutely. Really compliment each other. <laughs> they do. They're so chaotic, and I think you really see that contrast in season three. Yeah, um, and, and, and Don like was just levels. never gonna match 
his energy. Like she couldn't. She was incapable of it. No. Because um, she didn't get it. Because no, she didn't really like would it be laid up somewhere all. having a not that unpredictable life. Like she might want to every here and again have a crazy little outing, go beat someone up in the streets or whatever. She might want to join a fight club, but she don't actually want an unpredictable, dangerous life. I don't think. No, I don't. I don't. I think she just does it for kicks, but she's not. Yeah, she's not serious about it. Like it's not something she no. feels so passionate about. Um, and no. he does. Yeah, which means that he's willing to take risks she ain't willing willing to take. <laughs> yeah. Because um, he just he just cares more about it, and provided it's nothing too difficult or dangerous, she just finds it fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, water needs to kind of find its, find its level. Um, and, you know, it's really, this show does a really good job, like having characters that are kind of, you know, foils and having situations that kind of contrast the main thing to really narrow in for us what is going on here. Yeah. Um, like, you know, all these sorts of other situations kind of comment on this main thing um, in some way or another. It all kind of traces back. Um, and, you know, we know what it looks like when he's dealing with someone who is chaotic and isn't always good. He didn't like that with Jinx, you know? We know what it looks like to be dealing with someone who's too lawful, doesn't like his chaos. That was the situation with Babs. You know, and in a, and in some ways, that was a situation with Don too. Too much chaos for them, um, and just too much of a commitment to following through with things, even when they get difficult or dangerous. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that's like that's why. Let me let this dog out this room for she get on my nerves. Hold on. <laughs> I swear to God. You're evicted. Don't come back in here. <laughs> um, yeah, that's why I don't find it hard to believe he he fell for Corey so quickly because they are extremely similar. And like, yes, his and they whole understand life, each like, other so well. Yeah, yeah. Like his whole life, he was pretty much surrounded by people who were pre- always pressuring him or trying to use him in some way um like the way Bruce raised him as if he was just like Bruce which he wasn't so he didn't need the same things Bruce needs um right. to like you know um the old titans and and their friendship being completely conditional um, yeah. if he missteps it's over to, to that and Don both wanting him to be a whole different person than who he is so of course when he meets someone who matches his energy and likes who he is he falls for them in like a few days like that makes sense to me, me um, and I, I think if people I don't know I feel like if they just paid a little more attention or something, they would understand the story that was being told and they would see how much in these other relationships, it was always like 
a comparison to his relationship with Corey. Yes. Um, and I think that was very deliberate. The purpose of these other relationships being on the show. Because yeah. I know a lot of fans being like, why are they here? Like, why are we wasting time with this? They're not wasting time. They're providing contrast so that it can put into clearer relief what's going on here that's different than there. Right. <laughs> like, um, and I think they're so used to other love interests existing for the purpose of a love triangle and for drama or something that even though these people don't bring drama and there are no love triangles, they just project that idea onto them and get very resentful around characters that have a totally different purpose in this narrative. Hmm. Like they're not competition with Corey. That's not why they're here. (laughs) There's no need in like being like feeling some kind of way about a thing that just like isn't happening. You know what I mean? Hmm. sorry i got a little distracted um holy shit there's video of a shark attack on my twitter timeline sorry let me click off of this because i was like oh my god (laughs) took me by surprise sorry um yeah i'm gonna need you guys to like not just surprise me with violence (laughs) i will unfollow you do it one time and you're gone yikes that was very graphic yeah my bad. Ooh, um, sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Like, he lost his foot. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I don't want to watch that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like they did a, a good job explaining why it's always Corey. Yes. Um, and I think, even though Justin was here very briefly, um, he was very much so he he liked Corey, but he didn't know her yes. or know all of her. And I think she sensed his reluctance when she mentioned actually I'm not human. And it just immediately clicked for her like that's she doesn't have the capacity to deal with trying to convince someone to accept that to accept no. her. You know what I mean? She she doesn't no. have time for that shit. No, and I mean she just never had to do it with Dick. No. Like it was never a question. She never had to be unsure about it or insecure about it or not sure how he felt about her or where she's from or what she comes with. It just wasn't a worry. Yeah. So. Um, and yeah, who wants to have uh, worries that you're not used to having? I understand her not even, you know, because do I think he would have come around? I mean, yeah, she's awesome, of course, you know. But if you've grown accustomed to just being accepted, do you really want to take such a step backward that you're dealing with someone who's kind of on the fence and, you know, needs to sort of be talk through things? Yeah. Um, and also, I think, I think it was partially about not wanting to deal with that and partially about just the recognition that there's such a contrast in their lives because Dick has a crazy life, right? Um, yeah. And he's got demons in his life. He's got, you know, superheroes in his life. Like, he's got yeah, half goddesses in his life, all this kind of thing, right? These are, like, a, just a part of his world. It's not like she's this, like, thing that's so far outside of his experience or something. She ain't the first metahuman he met. She, she, I'm sure she's probably not the first one he's dated either. Um, no, well, he dated Jinx. Because Jinx, right. Yeah. She's, so, yeah, it's not something that's like, oh, wow, this is a lot for me because he's not a regular person. Um, so it's not just that he reacted well because he, you know, likes her so much, but also just because she wasn't presenting anything he'd never seen before. Um, right. Like, you know, 
Uh, and I his do, godfather is Clark Kent. <laughs> yeah. And I, I do like that um, on both of their, from both of their perspective, there's not any judgment. Like that's just not a mm-hmm. thing that's in their relationship at all. Yeah. Um, and like, what I also really, really love about them, like they have, they're a lot, they're very similar, but they have subtle like differences in who they yeah. are and their temperament and whatnot. So Corey, um, she's very optimistic. Yeah. Um, she gets her power through through positivity and whatnot. Right. And light. And, and, yeah. And light. Yeah. So, so they're, yeah, they're like the sun and the moon. So yes. I thought it was like a good storytelling that they had it be that the painful memories worked to help Dick remember who he is but what mm-hmm. Corey needed was good memories yes yeah I like I, that. that was very cute and like Dick's literally named after a Kryptonian hero <laughs> yeah so. so of course he ain't tripping on aliens Nightwing is a Kryptonian hero um and uh like if I remember uh well I guess the show is hmm. No, I don't know. Well, because if I remember from one of the comments, it was mentioned that like um, that Clark was t- that Clark, you know, would tell him stories about like yeah, you know, Clark, planet yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Clark was in one of in one of the because it's different ways. There's yeah. like different versions of how he became Nightwing. Um, yeah, but yeah, but I like um, that one because it's cute and you know, because uh, I also just really like his whole whole. I, I like the him and Superman thing. I think it's yeah. cute. Him being kind of his godfather and them having little, little birthday parts. Like, they're cute. Okay, I love it. Okay. So that's so that one, you know, is the one that I had decided is the thing. Um, and, yeah, of course, this guy who's, uh, you know, one of the men he most looks up to is an alien. Is it going to be like, oh, my God, you're an alien? Because she's not the first alien he's met, and she's not the first awesome alien he's met either. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like, you know, J- um, oh Lord, uh, Justin is a regular person. Like he's a therapist. He goes to work nine to five. The craziest thing he ever did was kiss a pretty girl in Vegas. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, like he doesn't know any, you know, he, he probably doesn't really, you know, know much in the way of metahumans or have a lot going on in his life. Like there's enough in the world. He's probably met some before. But has he necessarily, like, dealt with one a day-to-day, like, intimate basis? Like, probably not, you know? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Based on not, that reaction, probably it's not. It's just not something you want to be explaining to people. Like, that's, that will get old. And Corey has enough going on. She doesn't need a side of hesitation and judgment from whoever yeah. she's with, you know? Um. Yeah, she has enough going on that uh, I don't think she wants to be in a position of trying to hold someone's hand and walk them through their emotions about just her, like, basic existence. Right, so. Um, um, and, man, this, like, it was just such a good episode for them. Um, yes. I really like that, like, when the the father and daughter duo told them that once you lose yourself, there's no going back at all. Mm-hmm. So when when he realized Corey was Carol, like he really for real thought there's a chance there's no way of getting her back. 
Yes. So I can, I think that's explains why he went completely apeshit on those cops. Yes. And because the, they basically killed his girlfriend. Yeah. And, and the radio tower. Yeah. <laughs> he was still beating the radio tower when it was dead. Rachel was like, um, it's done. Like, the music stopped. <laughs> he, he, yeah. He was, what? Stop? He was going through it. <laughs> Poor baby. But it does, it does track to that he probably assumed if anyone can help her out Rachel can yes so that made sense too yeah it does yeah um and also there's something cute about the fact that he thought she was gone forever but he still couldn't leave her yeah like get out show (laughs) that's so cute (laughs) like she's literally this like brainwashed confused stranger uh, but she looks just like Corey, and she loves him, so he can't leave her. Right. Oh, you. <laughs> soft. He's so soft. I love my soft ship. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> they're so soft and they're so cute. Um, and they absolutely do not get credit for being as ridiculously soft and cute as they are. They don't. It's sad. <laughs> it is. Um, and it's kind of funny because, like, this show has like a lot going on. It can be a little violent sometimes, and you know, it can get a little dark sometimes. So there's such a light in this show. Like their relationship and the way they feel about each other and how they treat each other is like such a like light in the like darkness that Titans can get into. <sighs> well, she is she is his light, right? Yes, <laughs> she's like. <laughs> She's literally brought so much light into his life by just existing. Yes. And you can tell that he really appreciates it. Yeah. Um, Like it's, it's very touching that even though we have this like miscommunication and difficulty as far as them actually getting properly together is concerned, he still feels more appreciation with her than with what he does have with her than frustration about what he doesn't have. And yeah. that's something that is a nice change from the, you know, I feel like I am in hell in the friend zone vibes that similar situations often have. Mm-hmm. Cause you shouldn't feel like you're in hell. They're still in your life. They're here every day. They, they care about you. They bring you joy. Like it shouldn't be that bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, and I unfortunately I think that's what people wanted from them, but they don't realize how it means so much more that they don't feel like that entitlement, how mm-hmm. that's toxic to feel entitled to someone's feelings and their body and whatnot. And to be um, so like fixated on what you like want and don't have, you don't have any appreciation for what you do have. Right. So yeah. In conclusion, um, I freaking love them. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and I really and like to know that, that the way this show is going to go out is with them happy together, like and that in their future they're like gonna, you know, get married and they're gonna have a baby and they're gonna be a happy family and they're gonna be a, you know, a cohesive like crime fighting unit and they're going to be all of these things. Because they've already shown like all of these things shaping up over the course of the show. Yeah. That's something that just really feels good, you know? It does. And it, it also feels good that like 
he's rebuilt this family with her. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the old team, if, you, if his plans fall through, they were gone. Yeah. But it's like, we just saw, like, in this season alone, that they're failing, like, they're one step behind yeah. Mother Mayhem and Sebastian over and over and over. And there's never any kind of blame game crap going on. They just regroup and then they move forward, change their plan, and keep going. Right. Um, Notable exception from Connor. And well, everyone's I mean, annoyed with him. They're just like, yeah. okay, Connor. <laughs> and even there, um, I feel like the only reason Dick responded by saying, you know, actually, this is your fault is because Connor was coming at him sideways. Yeah. Otherwise, he, he would have just let it be. Like, um, <laughs> And, you know, uh, he is being annoying, but isn't it nice in contrast to season two that if we've got somebody who's decided to be annoying, play blame game, everybody else is like, hold, 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 all right? Right. (laughs) And it's like, he's being annoying and then he decided to leave instead of staying there and continue to be irritated and unhelpful. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I appreciate that at least. Yeah. Like, and he also yeah. decided to leave to go do something useful. Yeah. He didn't just bail on them and go, oh, well. <laughs> yeah, he does live on Earth, so <laughs> it makes sense for him to try and save it. <laughs> I mean, but I'm saying, like, we've seen characters like Hank, Don, and Donna could very well have gotten killed by a slave. Like, yeah. So it's not like they didn't have reason to worry about that and that's why they gave up on it. They literally were just like, screw it. Screw it. I'm sure he's got it. I don't care. I don't want to be bothered. I'm just going to try to hide. Like, so, you know. And we, we saw Do- Do- um, Donna double down on that when Rachel was positive Slade was about to kill him in prison or whatever. Mm-hmm. She was just like, I, I still do not care. Just like yikes. Yeah. He could literally die. And she's just like, for the fifth time, actually, I don't give a shit. Because exactly. yikes. Um very unfortunate. Very, very unfortunate. Um and yeah, the least you could do if you're gonna decide that you know everything and you're gonna storm off and go do it, um, is storm off and go do it. <laughs> That's the yeah. least you could do. Uh, or at least storm off and go try honey um and he did bring back um to the team what um lex left uh for dick so uh yeah he didn't entirely uh decide that is vigilante mission time um but but yeah it's still not as bad as what we've seen some from some other characters who were in no position to just give up and did just because they didn't care enough (laughs) <laughs> madness total madness because I mean Hank and Don were basically living in hiding you know yeah uh, I'm glad to see the the change though like of how how much you can improve your life by surrounding yourself yeah. with good people um, and you can see that it's brought Dick so much resilience because, yeah. you know, even when he was getting all of that, like, passive-aggressive clapback out of Connor, you could tell that it wasn't like, oh, my heart, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's just like, okay. like He's really not taking his crap personal at all. No. And Connor keeps trying to, like, bait him, and he's just like, 
I, I don't care about this. <laughs> like, sorry. I'm actually not going to do a whole rivalry with you. Sorry. No. Well, not only is he not doing a rivalry, but he's also not like, oh, my feelings are hurt. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, he's not taking it to heart. Like, not only no. is he not rising up to get like, mad, he can he's call also him... not going to yeah. whatever, you know? I think, like, before being told you're a terrible leader would really affect him. Yeah. But he's just like, okay, buddy. Right. <laughs> sure <Yeah>. thing. <laughs> that is character growth because it we sure definitely see really that is. he had a lot of insecurity about that before. So if you hit him with a comment like that, he'd be doubting himself, falling apart, all over the place. That's play. clearly what Connor was trying to do. Was trying to yes. trigger him with that, and yes. he just is not taking the bait. <laughs> just because you're triggered doesn't mean everybody has to be triggered, Connor. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm sorry that Jinx triggered you. <laughs> she has that talent. She knew you for five minutes and managed to find your grace and security and trigger you and you never recovered. But you can't go triggering everybody just because you're triggered, Connor. <laughs> He's like, I'm mad. I'll make everybody else mad. <laughs> I'm not going to be this mad by myself. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. If you don't go sit down somewhere... <laughs> <laughs> got enough problems <laughs> and you know given the kind of vibe that he's been giving and given what we've been getting from Sebastian I think what they do need at this point is to talk to each other <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> are you having uh, daddy issues and feeling suspicious about being motivated by some evil asshole whose powers you now have I feel like we could chat <laughs> Hey, maybe Connor will figure out, actually, I genuinely don't want to be alone or be evil <laughs> now <laughs> that I've spent enough time with this psychopath. <laughs> well, we did see with, with Tom one thing he that he did like immediately in one of their first conversations was note points where they relate and like sort of build a bridge with some kind of common ground there, which is a big part of how, what caused her to come around. So he yeah. has demonstrated he has uh, some ability in that realm. Yeah, I think they both helped each other because they, yeah, I think they would have been down a horrible path if they didn't have that friendship that they built or rather relationship. Um, Clearly, yeah, so. we see him struggling right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> come get your man. Come, come get your man, please. And I'd love to know. What is it? What's it going like for Kong over there? He, he is over here cutting up. I can only imagine she's fine. <laughs> I mean, she's very competent. Clearly. I mean, she's she's very competent, but how is she doing emotionally? Because we know she's how probably, she gets. She's probably pretty damn lonely, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but hopefully, okay. Because I mean, we saw what motivated her to come here in season two. Was she like Mister Sister? <laughs> Yeah, she won't admit that, but sis, that's why you came all over to Earth. Yes. Because it didn't make no sense otherwise. No, it didn't. It didn't make any sense at all. Uh, she clearly just came here because she, she missed her sister. So, she could have uh, went anywhere because they were trying to kill her, I think, on Tamarind. But yeah. That doesn't mean you come to Earth and no. then look for Corey. Why, why are you doing that? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly it was because she, she missed her sis, which is adorable and hilarious she wouldn't admit it um so i'm sure she's going through it in her own way over there um if his if his level of absolutely the most emotionally is anything like hers uh which it's not hard to imagine it is 
we know from Lex, she is doing a good job ruling, which isn't a surprise, but emotionally, I'm sure she's not great. <laughs> I'm not surprised because I, I feel like she grew a lot yes. just by being on the Titans and coming, like, repairing her relationship with Corey. Yes. I think a lot of the resentment and, like, nastiness and immaturity she has yes. is gone now because... For sure because of that so I think she I can absolutely buy that she's in a better position to yes, lead someone now for sure um yeah I wasn't yeah. surprised at all to hear that she was doing well with that yeah um yeah I like but I like calm I thought she, you know we don't have to get into that again yes but yeah <laughs> <laughs> as you all know loyal viewers of our show yeah <laughs> we like calm in this house yeah um and and yeah, I look forward to uh, Superboy getting it together, but I could see him actually being effective having a conversation with Brother Blood, given they do have some common ground here. And also just the emotional space they're in where they're feeling a little lost and not sure who to trust. Um, like I could actually see that being of some use and that being a thing he could do something useful with. Yeah. Um, like whether it's, you know, like, you know, do I think he could change his mind from being evil? No. But could I see him maybe getting some information that could be helpful or something like that um, or putting a seed of doubt in him or something like that? Yeah. Like I, I, I can see him managing to make something happen in that way is what I'm saying. Yeah. He'll, he'll sort it out. Yeah. I just have faith. I have faith in him. He'll, he'll, yeah. br he'll bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> Faith never dies and never dies. Um, especially just because, I mean, this character isn't a villain and he's not really an anti-hero either, which means he's going to bring it back. <laughs> yeah. The show hasn't really taken anybody who isn't usually an anti-hero and just made them into one yet. <laughs> so I doubt he'd be the first. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about, like, Rachel and Sebastian, though? Yeah. That was something. That yeah. was really something. Um, and first of all, points to Rachel for handling the absolute fuck out of him. Yeah. Like, there was nothing left to him. She ate and left no crumbs. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, she's 100% right. Mother yeah. Mayhem keeping secrets. Mm -hmm. So... And, I think and, that I think and that was so brilliant in in the way that I think I think Connor's about to do the same thing, plant yes. some seeds in his head about her as well. Mm -hmm. Um whether Rachel was well, she was doing it on purpose. Her her yeah. letting him know that actually you can't trust her, she's your enemy. Um Definitely. is permanently screwing with him. He was so done with uh, May <laughs> after that conversation he was going so, off he's, <laughs> he's already fed up with her and yes yeah so he's gonna kill her I'm convinced yes. I am too and 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 I think it's gonna be when he found out what she did to his mama yeah I can see that and um I can see Connor maybe telling him whether he finds out research or whether that was one of the things Lex told him about that she would she was planning on killing his relatives or whatever mm -hmm. we will see but oh yeah rest um, in peace lady you don't fuck up and plus I think it's entirely possible that um 
like it's entirely possible that that is something that if Lex hadn't found out about it yet, it's something that he suspected or that there's enough breadcrumbs that he could wind up finding that out. Um, I could really see that um, because uh, if you were to go through like whatever sort of research that LexCore has on this guy, yeah. then I think you'd very easily find his mother. And then if you go look and you find her dead and you look at that timing, you could add up two and two and make four. And even if he didn't figure that out, um, he could have easily figured out her obsession is with Trigon not getting her son back. Yes. Um, and so she knows just like how, like if he figured that out, I'm sure he would have told Connor, hey, this, this lady... <laughs> It ain't about you. Um, and also like if he even if he just tells him the truth about the whole prophecy thing yeah. which is that she sort of altered that like for her own ends um because she didn't have the girl that trigon wanted her to have so that's like well you know but the the goal there still was just to like well will you accept this consolation prize we ain't heard trigon say yes yet yeah. Like, we have no confirmation that Trigon considers it good enough to give him whatever kind of kid or whatever. Um, and, and and that's the thing, too, right? Um, we were saying this. I think the reason Trigon would prefer to to rule with his with the daughter is because he wouldn't ex- he wouldn't expect his daughter to be trying to, like, take over. You know what I mean? Right. You start and, Right, and and Sebastian's whole thing is he wants to be a god. There's no way he'd be happy to be servant, be a servant to Trigon. No, not um, at all. And so, if anything, if he finds yeah. out after all this talk about how he, how all of them serve him and he's important, and then find out actually no, yeah, that actually if they're all they're not for you, they're they're for your dad. Right. Yeah, that wouldn't. I, I, <laughs> that goes against this whole I want to matter, I want to be important, and I don't want to be used thing. Yeah, so I mean, that could be what makes him, you know, do it, or it could be what she did to his mom. Oh, yeah. And just the fact that she's keeping both of these things a secret as well. Yeah. Because she's, like, actively lying to him. Like, she, she, she kept the thing with his mother about a secret. Like, obviously, she never told him that. Um, and also, like, she never told him that, like, hey, you know, Trigon had this way that he wanted things to happen, but I happened to have a son, so I constructed a prophecy around you, kind of fit you in where she's kind of supposed to be, and we're just hoping that he's going to decide you're good enough. I don't actually know uh, if you will be, because what he said he wanted was a... Uh, daughter. So yeah. I don't actually know if he's going to think that's okay um, and be like, yeah, you'll do since like you're here and you have the horn. We don't actually know if that's how Trigon would react. The fact that Mother Mayhem is just assuming, well, if I kill Rachel or have the cultists kill Rachel 
and you know trigon comes back and here's the person who brought him back we're just assuming he's gonna rock with that and we're assuming he's not going to you know go into a rage and like murders murder may and sebastian and then go do whatever he's doing Mm -hmm. and that's the thing in the books i don't think trigon has ever tried to kill rachel like he he genuinely wants her by his side yes so yeah yeah, that. <laughs> um, I don't think hurting her would work out well at all for them. No, you know? she's not idea. lying about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that was why that worked so well with the with, with those cops and Rachel yeah. said that because they're yeah. thinking kind of lines up with what I heard, and you know what? <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm not about to be the one to kill Trigon's daughter. Actually, right. Um, so yeah, and I think he's gonna know that. <laughs> Mother Mayhem was trying to do that. So she would have got her ass got either way. Yes. Um, in games like that. She's never even met him. She doesn't know him. Like, she's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> she is ridiculous. But she's got the same problem that uh, Brother Blood has. That yeah. I want to be important thing. That I've always been a nobody thing. And nobody cared about me. And they stepped on me. And now I'm somebody. She's got that problem. But girl, welcome to life. This happens to the majority of people. <laughs> But, um, Welcome yeah. to the real world, she said to me condescendingly. Let me tell her that. <laughs> Jeez. All right, y'all. We are two hours and 30 minutes. <laughs> Which is not bad for two episodes. No, it's not bad. We we didn't over we didn't overdo it like we usually do. Like yeah. this could have been a four-hour podcast. <laughs> we <laughs> we really could have such a matter. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah. Not too bad. No. Um, and I mean, both these episodes kind of were one long episode, so it makes sense we kind of handle it this way. Yeah. I cannot wait to see Gar's episode next week. And we see Animal Man again. Yeah. Ah, thought that was going to be a one-off, but apparently not. Um, yeah. It's going to be a two-off. Really excited about that. Yeah. Really excited to know more about this red. Also, really excited that we got the confirmation that it was definitely Gar that made this happen. Like the yeah. where they went, that yeah, yeah. I figured it was Rachel, but it was Gar. Yeah, that's really something. Um, because yeah, I want to know more about his funny, phenomenal, nearly cosmic powers. Okay. Yeah, and then um, the Doom Patrol, the crossover is happening in his his episode, so we're gonna see them again. And, oh my gosh! And Star Girl. Okay, I'm real excited. Real yeah. excited. See, I'll be avoiding spoilers. I don't know nothing, okay? I don't know nothing. Oh, my bad. I don't mean to spoil you. <laughs> well, no. Don't feel bad. That's exciting. And that's also not a spoiler. Right. Um, yeah. I, I just assumed you knew because everyone was just talking about it so much. Well, like I told you, I was ignoring everyone because as soon as they ignore, annoyed me, I was like, oh, no more everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that mute button and that block button, man. <laughs> quickness. The quickness. Uh-huh. You saying the dumbest stuff, and I'm just like, nope, you're not running on my parade, buddy. <laughs> as soon as somebody tried to say, oh, I was surprised to find out that Victoria wasn't in love with it till season three, I was like, close tab. Yeah, I don't think that's what it was implying. I think, um, just like Dick had his realization that, um, his reminder of his feelings with Corey was after his death. Corey's yes. reminder of her feelings of him was after his death. Yes. So, yeah. Um, and this was also a first confirmation that she definitely knew he had died. 
Yeah, it was. Um, and she also kind of didn't accept it. She was like, when she was saying the memory, like, apparently he died or something like yeah. that. <laughs> Look at you guys. Can't deal with that. <laughs> Just like, nope, there'll be none of that. Uh, he's back to life, but she still can't say this man died. Yeah. <laughs> does not realize how much people care about him is his problem. But maybe now he gets it. <laughs> I think that I think he does. I think he does realize that he's very cared about. Um, he's acting like somebody who feels like somebody loves him. Uh, love that color on him. Yeah. Uh, it's. I'm so interested to see how this how this wraps. Um, and so happy that for once a show is not closing out by completely making me regret every year I spent on it. <laughs> Like, <laughs> like, man, the last season of Lost Girl was so bad, it made me wish I could just have those hours back. It made me think about what else I could have done with all those hours, wish they were mine. <laughs> um, but not this time. Not this time. Yeah. Uh, uh, we won. It's nice. We did. It's nice. <laughs> and this is just like a victory lap, you know? Because mm-hmm. technically, we won as soon as we saw Mari. Right. Like, that was when we got confirmation that Endgame for these characters is to be together, together, together. And I won before season three even aired because Greg Walker told me, and I honestly had no reason not to believe him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, word. Right. (laughs) Let's see how it plays out. (laughs) And, like, structurally, it was just always really apparent to me that they were what the show was about. Like the central running theme of this show when everything revolves around like planets is the love of these characters and the personal growth that that inspires and how it drives them towards their purpose and their heroism. That's like the point of the show. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I think we've said all we can say. I don't Um, have anything more dramatic than that to say. No. It was epic. Yeah. <laughs> it was. For once, it's not an overstatement. Right. For once. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. So with that, we will see you guys next week to talk about Gar and his big solo app. Yeah. So, so excited for him. I'm so excited for him. I'm excited to know more about his powers. I'm excited mm-hmm. to know more about other animal people in the DC universe yeah. and like how these things kind of connect and whatever kind of psychic business he got going on with animals. I'm excited to know yeah. more about it in general, like, whatever his deal is. Yeah, more of his backstory and everything. So yeah, because yeah. the wiki is so vague, <laughs> um, which means this is all going to be new for us. Um, so really into it. Um, and also, Gar's like really annoying in the comics, so I couldn't find out by reading them because that would require me dealing with him constantly sexually harassing any woman that breathes, and that's a lot for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, folks. Till next time. Yep. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>